Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of By the Numbers. I'm your host, Richard Lewis. Joining me, as he always does, it's Duncan Torrin Shield, still enjoying the California chronic, the good times out there. Um, how's your show been going? I haven't, I haven't had a lot of time to watch it. How's the, how's the thing been going for League? It's generally been going pretty well. The good thing is, because it is just on the internet, even though it's produced, it's like yeah. we don't actually have like hard cutoff times. So, for example, if we're talking about a topic, it kind of is a bit like the old concept of a podcast, like this one where we can talk about anything we want. You know, like the guy in my ear might say, "Go to the next segment, whenever you want," but like I could yeah. drag that out for five minutes. So it's actually been pretty good all in all. Like I think it still retains the vibe of what you would talk about on a podcast, just with the benefit of having all the stuff you can do when you're there, like do a cold open and a little skit and stuff. So it's pretty. Some of the stuff's cool. It's but it's actually one of those things that I always thought was unfortunate about what happened with E League, because for mm. people who don't know. Especially yeah. si since me and Richard were like involved with even the concept of V League before it even launched, etc. My since it was actually one of my agents was one of the people who started A League when they were initially talking to us about the project, they kind of oversold basically like how big it would be and how much involvement mm -hmm. everyone would have and all that stuff. So unfortunately, I, I remember thinking when E League launched because it was going to be like television about Counter Strike. I remember thinking like we'll be able to do all this six side shoulder content you know and there'll be all these features and sadly obviously we, we didn't really get to do much of that it was just the odd thing so i would hope in the future there'll be some cool opportunities to do some properly produced stuff because i have to say that's the other thing it's like i'm fine with lo-fi but after watching back some of the shows like it does make a difference when you have like proper fucking production oh i mean just having a studio with like multiple cameras people in the room um yeah it does make a huge difference to like the, the <coughs> final content that you get and yeah you know i mean there was there was talk about doing like by the by the numbers on like you know our show with me and you like back on like uh the proprietary player that they built you know and, and doing a podcast and doing all this stuff like you know fucking what around the horn or fucking point counterpoint and all this stuff i've had so many companies by the way come and say like we'd really like you and Duncan to do a show. Like, even Deserto did it recently with that that other one we were meant to be doing, which was just meant to be about, you know, not about esports. And it, you know, it never. I, I don't know what it is. It's like it can't be that hard, but it just never seems to get off the ground. The best part e about that, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know the premise, just because it'll amuse people a little bit. Like the premise yeah. of this show was great. It's like right, you've got these preeminent esports journalists, but one thing they never talk about is non-esports stuff. So why not have a yeah. podcast where they talk and use their, you know, piercing, insightful minds to discuss pop culture movies but the irony of it was this richard so we yeah. called the show harmless banter but one yeah. of the reasons why this show does not and will probably never exist is it quickly emerged it was actually the most dangerous minefield you could ever enter for your career to just do a whole sure. show about nothing to do with esports like it basically because the logic is this if you talk about esports in the context of like our jobs even something edgy goes in the service of like you know pursuing your career further in your reach etc just doing a show like that is just like begging to be cancelled basically like, right so what do you think about this new really political edgy movie go it's like, i know right yeah it would have been would have been a nightmare in theory it was great in practice maybe not as much i mean i still i still think we should just fucking do it ourselves it would be cool if you could do it get, get do not peace involved we'll spend a couple of weeks in phoenix we'll film a fucking entire season of it 
and um, and we'll just release it that way. I'm sure Scott will be down. We'll figure it out. Uh, but anyway, look, the shout well, out Sam to... Sam can start his production company, Do More Beak. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> if anything goes uh, wrong, they just go to the... I tell you, if me, and Sam, if me and Sam formed a, a company, it'd be called fucking Rent Free. Like, it would literally be called <laughs> Rent Free. Rent Free Productions, mate. That works on so many fucking. By the way, why is that what another one of the things that the internet's ruined? Because you know the worst thing about the internet is people who are who don't actually know like the premise of a joke trying to get in on it basically and just be yeah. like, hey, hey, am I too late, guys, for the meme? Uh, it, oof, one of those, like you know, like but they do it in some context that doesn't make any sense. Well, similarly, like I wish people who don't understand the premise would stop doing stuff like like they're a random nobody who messages me five hundred times and then tells me that I they're I, that they're in my head. And I know. It's like, oh, I had it the other day. That's not how that I works had it, at all. I had it with that's Overwatch. I had it with Overwatch. <laughs> people in the Overwatch community were going, "The entire Overwatch scene is living around. Does that even work?" <laughs> I don't even know where you so are. Like, I don't I care. Got, How like, are they? Got... How are yeah, they just living me, in mean, fucking... Meanwhile, meanwhile, of course, I'm fucking definitely not living in their head rent free. Like, definitely not. Like, definitely not thousands of tweets about me. Definitely. If they'd literally had their meltdown on any other day, I would have been in, I would have trended on Twitter. Like, I worked it out by the metrics. It was like, unfortunately, it came with like uh, the Riot Games announcement and the Democratic debates. So I was never going to beat that because that's like tens of, th tens of thousands of tweets. But like, take for example, like yesterday, there was stuff trending with like 4,000 tweets. That's me. I'm, I would have easily trended. So that's how fucking rent free I'm rolling up in all your dumbs. But uh, whatever, fuck them. Uh, look, I, I'll, before I'll, I'll get this out of the way, I'll, I'll um, give a shout out to the sponsor. com. While we're talking about rent free and ridiculousness, because this is pushing, you know, the, the slow news week to fucking breaking point. I thought last thought last episode was bad. This is gonna be rough. There's literally fuck all going on. But I have to say, congrats guys. You did it. It's not very often um I realize how incorrect I have been when applying hyperbolic statements in the past. This that occurred a few days ago is hands down. The stupidest thing I've ever seen on Reddit. All the other times I said it, I was wrong. All the other times I said it, I was actually wrong. It, it probably wasn't even the stupidest at that point. I'll admit that. This, on the other hand, absolutely proves <laughs> that there is something wrong with y'all. And I'm including all of you in this, guys. Including all of you. Usually I even give my audience a pass. Not today. You don't get a pass today. You know why you don't get a pass today? Because Reddit has a system, right? Upvotes, downvotes, right? And it's incredibly weighted towards agreement. Because obviously, if you if you get minus five net, so it only takes an additional like, you know, five people more than like your stuff to dislike your stuff to make it disappear. That's how weighted <coughs> towards agreement it is. Because we live in a world where apparently we all must agree um and reddit reinforces this and it's been proven there's been studies by the way you can go look this up if you're interested in it basically whatever the first comment in a reddit thread is that will dictate the the tone of the conversation everybody will fall in line and agree with that point so it's on you guys too you see because we all have a responsibility when morons are being morons the non-morons have got to fucking rise up and stop the morons being morons. But you never do that, do you? Do you know why? Because it is exhausting, isn't it? I know that. It's exhausting standing up to morons. The moron 
they're an incredible beast in many ways. You see, first of all, morons can never lose an argument because they're too dumb to know that they've lost, so they just keep going like the fucking Terminator of stupid hot takes. They just cannot be stopped at all. Second, they are just relentless when it comes to their energy because they live in a world where it's like every whim, every idea that comes into their head, every point they make, it's just straight out there. It's just, you know, and everyone and all the other morons come out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw this fucking Reddit thread. It is hands down the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It is hands the down. This is mental. Okay, come on. Let's see what this right? is. It is ha- Duncan, you must have seen it. You must have. Let's you see. must already have some opinions on this. All right. Let's see. So, a, a Reddit user called Fathlete TV. Uh, by the way, also, if you're not a streamer or a broadcaster and you have no audience and you've got TV in your name, in you're there. a cunt. You are a cunt. You're an irredeemable cunt. <laughs> it's like so having got more on your name about two years Who's ago. Who's watching this guy? He, why have know. you got TV in your name? Mate, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't believe how many times me and Vince at two in the morning, European time, will be playing like a face it game. And there'll be someone in the game, the random mix, like level two or whatever, that has like their Twitch name as their face it name. And if you go to the Twitch, they are streaming live to about like yeah, no. You know, to like, one, to one you're just like, why are you even wasting anyone's time with it? You're just shagging no, your PC, that's all, man. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, man. Like, everyone's got to start somewhere. But the point is, right, streaming, you know, building a brand, it's not just as easy as I'll just turn it on and play a game and everyone will watch. It, it can't be like that, right? Uh, I'll stick TV in my name and um, everyone will know that I am on TV now. <laughs> like, it's fucking mental. No. No, 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 and we live in an age where by de facto everybody can broadcast their lives, right? What do you do to stand out? Putting TV in your name? Cunt, immediately. It doesn't work for me, sorry, just saying. Anyway, this guy, Fathlete TV, made a thread called Team Liquid Era, the, Team, Team Liquid Era, the easiest since NIPs. Sponge says I'm wrong, then he steals my opinion? Question mark? Oh, did you not see this? <laughs> no, no, look oh, at Oh, Duncan. Have I got a treat for you, brother? It's there in the group chat. Open up this thread. Okay. Now, first of all, Duncan, you're an educated and enlightened man. Somebody I respect. Somebody I've worked with for many years. May I ask your opinion on the idea of stealing opinions? I mean, uh, uh, for me, that's the reason why that whole topic of comedians stealing jokes is a big deal. Because the problem mm. is the concept of like a basic opinion, you can't really steal. Like someone else could easily no. have it, parallel thinking, etc. Or, or actually, guess what? The idea might not be that crazy an idea, it might be quite easy to come up with. So I would mm. say, just like the joke example, you got to look for telltale signs that they definitely stole your opinion. Otherwise, you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt, haven't you? And just assume they had a similar idea. Mm. It's not that wacky they would. I mean, it's fucking Counter-Strike, isn't it? I mean, this guy's ideas about an era in Counter-Strike is a pretty broad topic. I'm sure everyone's discussed at this point. Um, <coughs> right, so... Uh, well, let me, let me just compare. The, the, the idea of stealing an opinion, right, when you're an analyst and it's your job to have opinions. The idea of stealing an opinion... For me, it's about on a level with the indigenous 
uh, tribes that when they first encountered explorers that had photog you know, photographic capability, they believed that they were sticky when they saw the images in front of them, they believed they'd stole their soul and put it into the fucking box. It is one of the most moronic things I have ever seen. But but this is where it gets insane, right? So he goes, A while back, I made a topic saying Team Liquid's era was the easiest since NIPs due to a ton of teams slumping, rebuilding, not attending events. And Sponge said, um, I couldn't be more wrong. And he includes an image of official sponge, Jesus H. Christ, you couldn't be more wrong. But now on stream, he brings up the same exact topic, naming it whatever he wants to name it. And he blocked me on Twitter for saying exactly what he said now. And then he links to Twitch and in it, sponge says, actually, I think Team Liquid's era could have been the easiest since NIP or words to that effect. Um, anyway, um, so this gets upvoted and it goes to the front of Reddit and some of the fucking opinions alongside this. So first of all, right, you can not hold an opinion. Two months can pass and you can change your mind and come around to that opinion. Prime example. I think me and Duncan, when, uh, NRG picked up Cirque, right? What did we say? Probably is a bad pickup, bit of a gamble, hasn't really done anything to justify any hype around him. Um, you know, not gonna not gonna do anything. Now, if two months later I stood by that opinion that he was a bad <coughs> pickup, I would be the moron. Right? But no, what's happened is more more information has developed, new things have occurred. So I my opinion evolves based on the information that I have to me. And of course, Sponge is somebody. That probably goes through a similar mental process. You can think something is wrong, two months can pass, and then you can think something is right. The idea that, by the way, you get to patent an opinion or trademark an opinion, and only you can be credited as the sole source of the wisdom contained within that opinion is demented. And the idea as well that opinions have to be immutable and cannot change over time, especially if you're in a business where you have to produce opinions Opinions, broadcast after broadcast after broadcast, podcast after podcast after podcast. It seems insane. So, um, this is just just unreal, right? Five hundred upvotes. That guy rear feeder too strong. What is it, by the way, with morons and the mouse sports flair? There's something about it. There's something about people with mental problems and low IQ gravitating towards the mouse sports flair. I don't know why. I don't know why it happens, but it is an observable, provable phenomenon. I think we now should, we should just change that to some sort of like radioactive symbol. But Rhea Feed are too strong. Another genius. He's in every thread all day, every day, chipping in with his comments. Reading the title made me think, lol, there's no way a proven analyst steals an opinion off Reddit. So immediately the premise... Like the the top of the comment should be really, mate. You, you can't really stay. By the anything. way, since you brought it up, that is one thing that I only now have just taken stock of how mad it is. Like, remember back in the day when Reddit first came along for CSGO, 
you know, you went on it occasionally. You maybe knew a couple of names of people who post a lot of comments because yeah. it's now been around for so long. It's like we've replaced the concept of like the old school, like man of letters with just cunts who just put too much on fucking Reddit. Like why have I been I reading 10 years of some of these guys' shit opinions about Counter-Strike? Like the worst thing is there's one for every fandom. Like there's the cunts who support Astralis. There's a couple of those. Yeah. Like yeah. The, there's the fucking Radiant yeah. Sun. Yeah, they all, just, they all yeah. just pop up and say, like, oh, he's back again. What's this shit can't got to tell yeah. me today? More of his opinions. Sound. Yeah. And they just, it actually means a lot to them. That's the crazy thing. It's like, this is their platform. It's so fucking weird. Oh, they think uh, this is like Ready Player One or something, and they're in the game by having like opinions <laughs> and stuff or something. <laughs> no, but these are the people who like, they spend two years doing this, and then they go and they like, they start writing articles on a medium and tweeting them out to like 50 people. And it's always like a 250 word article with like no research saying, why I think Cloud9 were hasty to drop 10s. And they try and go like against the pub public yeah. prescribed opinion to make it look like they know what they're talking about. And it's just really tepid bullshit with no insight. These people have no connections. It's like, fuck. They all and they just the get instantly banned by Reddit and downvoted by like 50 people. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? When Sponge said this opinion, he was upvoted. <laughs> But anyway, reading the title made me think, lol, there's no way a proven analyst steals an opinion <coughs> off Reddit. And then in the Twitch clip, I was surprised. The fact that he then blocks you on Twitter instead of being willing to discuss it is also weird. This is another thing as well, right? I thought it was just the Overwatch. The mental illness, all right? This idea that you're entitled to view anyone's Twitter you want and interact with anyone you want on social media. This needs to be addressed, right? Uh, th there needs to be a PSA which says, right, like when you log into Twitter, a big message, a big warning should come up going, when you interact with the, when you when you tweeted a celebrity, you are not really interacting with a celebrity. Many celebrity accounts are run by interns. Many, many people, you are not guaranteed a response and you can be blocked at any time. You it's are not as important that, as these fair. people. It's just hard to keep yeah. it in mind. No, obviously, yeah, it's very, very difficult, isn't it? As I said, when you see the reply guys on, like, Donald Trump things and they're like, you know, these people do acquire, like, hundreds of thousands of followers off literally being the first person to reply to the president. And just imagine what kind of, like, bottom feeder, you know, troglodyte you are if that is your entire life. But it is for some people. And for, for these, it's like... Why did Sponge block me on Twitter? He doesn't have to listen to your shit. You're nobody. What? What is wrong with you? <coughs> Don't you understand that he? You do not have the right to view someone's Twitter feed. You entitled fucking moron. You don't have the right. He can block anyone he wants for any reason. I can block anyone I want for any reason. It's it's that's what the function is there for. And, and the only reason that I prefer blocking right over muting is because it drives you all fucking mad it drives you all so mad because i'm in your fucking head rent free and sponges in your heads rent free right it drives you so fucking crazy you will not stop talking about it but there's dozens dozens of comments duncan right so first of all we accept the premise that you can steal an opinion and then it's just yeah and he blocks people on twitter and he blocks people on twitter and he blocks people on twitter yeah yeah okay you know yeah. the part people never got like i don't know why this doesn't get over so i'll just like mm. restate it again in common words and hopefully people will understand this mm. is the part that never made sense to me is when people spin it that the dynamic goes like this the person who blocked you they're the one who's a snowflake and thin-skinned and really 
keep that. But the person who's complaining that they were blocked by someone they claim not to like or not to like the behavior of, but still want to see the odd thing of, there's nothing weird or insecure about that and complaining about that. Even though what that actual relationship tells you is this set of priorities. To the person blocking you, you are not a priority at all. They need never see any thought you ever issue again. The person complaining about being blocked presumably still wants to read some of the comments. Therefore, they are actually the one in the weak position. Like they aren't the one who's the nonchalant, cool one who's dismissing the other one. They have doing exactly, explicitly the opposite of that. Like I know you can get different exceptions, but like that is one trend I never really understood is like why, like the person, the weirdest part is this. If you really are someone who wants to read some of someone's tweets, but not all of them, but also not get blocked, there's two obvious approaches. One, just don't complain about the tweets you don't like to see, and you'll still get to see the other ones. Or two, just actually openly say that and apologize. Just say, like, I'm sorry, like, I came, to, came on too strong, but I, I would like to read some of your tweets, so please unblock me. Instead, they always go, heh, just got on the schoolyard, bit of the old reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. I know. You I know. should keep me blocked, you fat cunt. I don't even care about what you say anyway. It's like, sound I will. You fucking, this is freedom, Mate. human rights, human rights. Like this, that's no, I know, I know. <laughs> right? So anyway, um, while this is blowing up and going to the front page, right, Sponge uh, actually messaged the guy uh, and said, howdy, I sent you a DM. For those curious about the contents of the DM, I mean, I, I tweeted at Sponge saying, why are you pandering to these fucks? Like, just, you know what I mean? First of all, there's literally nothing to apologize for. Like, you're apologizing for somebody claiming that you stole their opinion. They're morons, that you should do all you can to just not interact with them. Just accept that they're morons, tell them they're morons, and hope and, and pray being that they way don't too breathe. reasonable here. Like, if some random homeless guy just goes to the fucking Disney building and starts just screaming, like, I came up with to the Star Wars in 1953. Like, they don't just send a guy down, like, let's just resolve this problem. I know. talk it through. It's like, they just eject that guy immediately, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just re release the hounds, right? Like, that's what you go. But anyway, so Sponge said, sorry if I was abrasive in recent history, mate. I'd make excuse for my behavior, but that's my personal stuff and not something that's relevant here. I didn't get a lot of time to dive completely into what I wanted to discuss fully. I think that the era for Liquid was difficult, considering the consistency that they had to show there were also good teams who underperformed and outlier teams who overperformed it's definitely difficult to define periods of the game when the formats amount of events and other factors are always changing a lot of this is subjective and i think more importantly here i shouldn't be so close-minded to other people's views with this in mind i didn't have a chance to go deeper into what i'm thinking as i'm working right now but maybe we can revisit this discussion at a later date if you were interested and he said uh to, to the reddit guys anyway i'm aware i can be an abrasive cunt that's something i need to curb no excuses and then people start replying to that, right? Because yeah, at this point, I'm just expecting it to go away. Because what the mob wants is the mob wants you to acknowledge them and tell them that they have a point. That's what the mob wants. The mob always wants you to say, listen, uh, angry uh, crowd of morons with barely two brain cells to rub together between 500 of you. Um, yes, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm going to change for you because you're important. Reality, you don't matter, right? There's also, that... for sure, a lot of people in these threads that secretly want it to be true because they want to believe that every time, like, Yanko ever made a sick point, they just mm. stole their point secretly from a thread that they posted in, you know, about, like, yeah. mouse sports as well, presumably. <laughs> so, um... So then people go, ha, he could go into politics with an answer like that. That's I'm a German Shepherd, almost 200 up votes. Yeah, that was some next level, not answering the accusation or actually saying sorry for what he did. 100 up votes.
right? <laughs> is right. That guy J Jennings then follows up and goes, right? Somebody said like, well, what's he actually supposed to have done? And he goes, he mocked someone else for their opinion, and then later was hypocritical in stating that his opinion was now the same. He says, sorry if I was abrasive instead of sorry for being a hypocrite. Not gonna lie, looking back, I was a bit of a dick. <coughs> now that's a proper apology. He also waffles about the liquid era to avoid actually putting his pride aside and admitting he was wrong. So now we're not only accepting that you can steal opinions, we're, we're accepting the prescribed opinion as being absolutely objectively correct. Yeah, well, the science is in on that one, I believe. Yeah, the science the si we've just, exactly. <laughs> we've just had the science. Uh, we've just had the science. And yes, Team Liquid Zero was uh, the easiest uh, since I'd I mean, complete fucking nonsense. I know. I mean, what's scary? Same moron, by the way. Same moron. And I guarantee, if I went through his history, he was probably arguing that the Team Liquid era wasn't an era at all. Um, but yeah, fine. Um, and then it, so on it goes. I'll, I'll read you some of the belters because um, somebody said, "What a shitty and evasive response." Um, Nobody cares that you are abrasive, Sponge. What matters is your intellectual dishonesty. When you say, I think, and in reality, that opinion isn't even yours. Shit apology. That's Why does everyone the come with the kind votes. of... Why did they come with the kind of vitriol and, like, internal fire burning that you would have if you were, like, some sort of anti-war protester getting mm. to finally call out Tony Blair or something? Like, the, like, the level of, like, emotion in these comments is just way overboard. Like, y'all have gone too far. It's not mm. that big a deal, is it? So then um, somebody replied and going, I've had the same opinion about Liquid. Um, so did did Op steal my opinion? And then the same guy, smile as the way, replies with, you can have the same opinions as other people, not if you sponge, but if you mock them for it and then proudly present it as your own, that's lame as fuck. We've had the science in on that one too, Duncan. If you uh, ever agree with anyone after two months as a lobster, it's now officially lame as fuck. It's lame as fuck, guys. That's the official classification. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, no, right? And then there's this other guy, Trolley Bus is real, hardcore mental illness. That's all there's like some like, you know, like the pregnancy test where you look at the two blue lines. Yep, yep, yep. It's lame. like there's a thing. Uh, oh, yep, lame as, sorry. Lame, lame AF. Lame <laughs> AF. Yep, that's right. Right. Uh, then there's this guy called Trolley so Bus is real. He's like, he's hard to believe he's a real human being, but he is. Uh, it goes, you are missing the point. Sponge is full of shit. <laughs> And he knows it. <laughs> he just makes things up and he got caught here. Would be hilarious if someone actually did a study about all those claims analysts make. Pretty sure a monkey throwing darts at an HLTV <laughs> ranking would probably be just as good as all those analyst predictions. And the point is that he attacks people that say something he disagrees with even when he is objectively wrong. Then he posts a dumb apology, and it isn't even By honest. the way, just, just one reply get, to that, this actually perfectly track. nails it. In case anyone isn't keeping track, objectively wrong. Have you noticed how a common yeah. trend with these people is that they actually believe there's some sort of, like, god and or supercomputer calculating who's actually wrong and right on, like, yeah, no, very minor like subjective that. opinion matters. Uh, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Um... You have Somebody, been proven to, to be wrong, fair, sir. Apologize. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I do want to give a shout out to a guy called Daddy Link, who actually <coughs> just did a post going, stealing opinions. I swear to fuck, this sub's reaching for new depths of stupidity never seen before. But he was alone. He was a lone voice in a wilderness of absolute gibbering. Like Bill Hicks or something. Just, 
yeah exactly just it was just unreal um let me let me find them some of the highlights I, I pointed out oh yeah this is where it gets really good so then the conversation segue so sponge steals opinions that are objectively wrong then it was sponge blocks people on twitter and this is objectively wrong and you're not allowed to do it then one redditor right who wanted to be king of the morons because if you've ever heard if you've ever heard the phrase in the valley of the blind the one-eyed man is king nothing applies better to reddit like all you have to do it was like that fucking moron like remember uni dan who fucking like just because he had a very cursory understanding of science people would like summon him into threads and he would go oh yes well actually um cravex cravex is uh you know like yeah you, you, you can just google this shit you don't need to summon unidan you just Google it yourself, you fucking morons. But no, nobody can do that, right? So in the Valley of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king. That is pretty much how Reddit operates. So Moon Presence, he's learnt the word prima donna. He doesn't know what it means, oh, but he's just, heard the word. The no, but he doesn't worse, know what it means. It? He doesn't know what it means, but he's heard it. And he thinks if he uses it, right, he can become king of the morons, right? Like, so in he comes. Sponge is a prima donna. That's it. Just opening statement. Right Both. now, again, <laughs> uh, let me let me let me read to you the definition of a prima donna. Uh, first of all, it comes; it's an operatic term. It comes from opera. So the prima donna is the chief female singer in an opera company. <coughs> and uh, the 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 reason the word simmer down is that a lot of these women, because they were, um, you know, having operas hugely demanding way way to sing so they and and, it, and they're the star of the show you know there's a lot of operatic phrases that are passed in the common parlance like it's not over until the fat lady sings because they would typically do the final act um so you have to you know you it's all about them basically so this got transferred into common parlance to mean a very temperamental person with an inflated view of their own talents talent or importance here we are talking about somebody um <coughs> just giving an opinion and being accused of stealing it so the I, I don't understand why this is now becoming a debate none of you people will work on a broadcast with sponge none of you people even get to see what goes on backstage with sponge you don't know anything about sponge whereas like people like me you've known him like since what 2006 we get to have some insight into who he is and whether or not he's a prima donna or not and he certainly isn't that by the way uh, but anyway sponge is a prima donna the dude is so full of himself and in his own world in fact, I get this vibe from a lot of casters and analysts these days that they think they're superstar celebrities or something. Fucking John <laughs> Edwards from Crossing Over. Who's this medium cycle? Like, I'm getting no, no, a vibe. I'm getting the name John. Is there yeah, a John yeah. in the audience? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's not a John. A Julian. A Julian. It's a J. It's a J. Anyone got a J? Anyone got a middle name? That's a J. Yeah, this guy's fucking unreal. This guy who appears on this video game stream that we're all discussing obsessively for the morning thinks he's famous or something. He isn't better than me. <laughs> 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 Like I was trying to do basically where you, the, you know where you just I think it's appropriate but oh, bro now of course Mike's gone oh, broken out back. Mike's there gone. Go, back. 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 there you back you're back no that's exactly what they're like they're like the guy who's just like barely holding it together with their shit opinion in a bar they're just about to get thrown out on their arse aren't they no but li <laughs> just listen though it, it goes they think they're superstar celebrities or something go and watch lands from before 2016 or so 
everything seemed so much more real and everyone was more humble. And it's the year he's picked. Why is he picked that year? He's way out. He's went off on the year for a start off. You're about 10 years off. Even anything vaguely plausible. Everyone was a cunt way before that. And then somebody goes, I just hate, this is Lapodjka one big Navi fan, I just hate there is so little personality in analysts these days. Wonder why that is, by the way. Because anyone who shows one, you fucking witch under my death, you silly cunts. But okay, fine. I just hate that there is so little personality in analysts these days. Sponge, pimp, maniac. I'll, I'll just randomly pick three analysts that, you know, I think fit my argument. One of them being a guy who's being criticized for having too much personality. Good job. They can all be great guys, but Jesus, those desks are boring to watch. At least for me, it's just the same old, same old. No real banter. It's just Sponge being a cunt. So. That, that's the whole segment like the producers and he's it um sponge yeah. mate um you know this one's a bit dry yeah pimp's talking about the game can you just ramp this one up just by being a cunt for fucking 10 minutes is that possible can you just be a cunt please can you just be a cunt please right um anyway and then of course that's voted with people going um uh <laughs> yeah I totally totally <laughs> agree Agreed. Plus right. one. Plus one. Right. That's that's also something about HLTV when I realised they were beyond repair. Was when they all just started doing replies like plus one, plus one. It's like, yeah. All right, man. right. No, but, but like, here's here's the thing. Because <coughs> if you ever want to play more on bingo, right? Whenever anyone is getting witch hunt by witch hunted by a mob on social media, somebody will always say this, and it's just like, way moron bingo. The morons are here. <laughs> Right, so here it goes. You're gonna go. I mean, a public figure. It comes no, 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 no. Close, close. It's on there. It's on the bingo. Tapamia Ball says. I mean, if you want the sport to grow, attract oh, more people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here it is. If there's he's one thing in esports that is the most annoying thing ever, it's the fact that everyone, the second they come into esports, knows every single behavior that they don't like. Coincidentally, Rich, the supercomputer has found out yeah. lines up with the sport not growing, and in fact, I believe the it does. Dying killing it yeah. every single decision they do want implemented would definitely make it grow and probably yeah. become the new nfl basically yeah. it goes i mean if you want if you want <laughs> sports to grow and attract more people and advertisers having the faces of the broadcast that's like 13 year old teenagers shouting in the room is not the route to go they need to be professional and of course make some good light-hearted banter you don't see professional desks in other sports act like 13-year-olds. Have so they never seen, balls. like, fucking Skip Bayless and that? That's what they do. That's the whole I thing. Know. It gets I more know. views. Right. So, first of all, <laughs> tapping your balls. Uh, you Seriously, go to a doctor. Um, I'm 100% here because you don't seem to be interfacing with reality in a way I would expect somebody who was well to do. So, first of all, have we or have we not had unprecedented growth in esports? Let's just measure it over the 10 years, right? So, where are we at now? right to where we were 10 years ago so what you're saying is even though we've had unprecedented growth unprecedented investment we've crossed over into the mainstream we're now being referenced on late night tv we got comedy shows about esports being made we got movies about esports being made starring will ferrell we've got all of this stuff going on we've got franchise leagues we've got tens of millions of dollars of investment going in we're now even speculating is it a bubble like you know is is is, is the fucking tulip mania all over again we've got people who are so big in esports that they are literally transcending even mainstream celebrities movie stars everything 
the biggest <coughs> media event of all time was a gaming event, by the fucking way. But of course, actually, Sponge stealing an opinion has held back the entire fucking industry. Yes, you've cracked the fucking case, Sherlock cunt. Well done, brilliant. And then he goes as well. Uh, the objective thing they need to do is make light-hearted banter. Well, that fixes everything, doesn't it? Light-hearted banter. Your assessment of what is light-hearted banter, that's what we need to do. We need, we need to hire this guy, Tapamir Balls. And then when he says, you don't see professional desks, you know, just what acting like 13-year-olds. Mate, I, I, I was next to where they filmed inside the fucking NBA, where when they make a point on each other, they're fucking getting up and like dunking on the fucking, you know, they're slamming it down, Shaq's falling over, everyone's fucking all up in each other's face. Half the jokes are about Shaq's fat as well, like, it's yeah. not even like it's all highbrow material or anything. No. It's unbelievable, it's unbelievable that you could look at everything head. that's happened and have this opinion. That is mental. Right, now, <coughs> just just because this isn't going to take up the whole podcast, although it easily could, um, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And as I said, just go through that thread and you will just see a swarm of morons like you have never seen before. So what Sponge decided to do was just make a joke out of it, right? Because that's how Sponge is. He's a funny dude, right? So, uh, are you ready to play this clip, Sam? Uh, I recommend you watch it, Duncan, if you haven't seen it. All right. All right, let's three, two, one it, boys. All right, hang on. Okay, three, two, one, go. As well, um, he's Wait. joining us. I haven't what's... had my makeup done yet, Alex. You haven't? No. Yeah, I had a bit of a break when that Renegades game was on, sweating and fucking buckets. <laughs> what's, that? what's that in your hand, Chad? Oh, he's got a little book. Yeah. Oh, no, you guys know I write my notes. Wait, yeah. this isn't any different to normal. Right, okay. This is Can pretty good, that? actually. Oh, oh Stolen item. What the? Wow. What's in here? This is pretty what? good. <laughs> this is good, actually. <laughs> Get off. You can't look at an analyst's notes like that, Sean. Come on. Right. Anyway, I'm going to see if I can find the human version of Chad. Uh, can you bring him out as well? Does he get to hang out with let us? Me, let me message him on Twitter. Yeah, see if That's I'll... pretty good, actually. Oh, wait, he hits all the blocked. fucking yep. points, doesn't yeah, he? Yep, so there you go. It's a sponge. <coughs> that, just in case you're wondering why it's a sponge. Stolen ideas. He's, he's just made light of it, right? Now, who could possibly <laughs> have a problem with that? Who could possibly have a problem with that? Well, morons, of course. Morons, right? Top comment in this thread about that clip says, it'd just be simple for him just to apologize. Again, except in the they premise. Like a, is this supposed to be like a Stalinist short trial where he just appears like, I confess to all my crimes against the state and will accept the full punishment? Right. Like, what the, what's he supposed to do to me, a funny segment? And then, and then he edited it and goes, it looks like he did apologize. Good on the lad, right? And then somebody replied with going, yeah, and he ruined it right after by generalizing Reddit for, from its minority opinions. This is a 3,000 net upvote thread filled with these moron opinions. This isn't fringe. It was the top post at one point for that day. If you don't understand what consensus is, fuck off. You're not mentally fit to have a discussion about it, right? And then, like, all, all Chad had said, minus 150 downvotes, I have a good feeling this is just going to turn into a character assassination thread, which is fine. You guys do what you've got to do for your 24 hours of Reddit drama. None of you know me, but I'm in the spotlight, so you put me in the crosshairs. You won't stop me doing what I love every day. Thanks for watching CS. And people downvoted that and hurled abuse at him for saying that. To the point where, by the way, Chad deleted his Reddit account. 
He just deleted it. So congrats. You know what I'm going to guess? I'm going to go ahead and and get ahead of the story here before you tell Mm. me the rest. I'm going to guess, even though actually his behavior there, Richard, one, Mm. suggests a level of maturity. Like he knows it's a waste of time Mm -hmm. to keep arguing people. Two, suggests he might even actually have his feelings hurt. Like he might feel like he's unwelcome in the community or people don't want him anymore. I'm going to guess instead, this is now interpreted as a hostile act that adds further to his crimes, deleting his Reddit account. How dare he? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Ab- ab- absolutely. Uh, that put the the replies to that comment, and people going, "Oh, he's deleted his Reddit account." Like, listen, congrats. You took a guy who was willing to interact with the scene on Reddit in your backyard. Strange, really, because you were just accusing him of being so stuck up and not humble and arrogant and aloof. Yet he would actually come down to your level, you fucking morons, and interact with you, right? Something he's absolutely only going to lose every time he does, by the way. This is why you get blocked. Because every time someone tries to talk to y'all, you just treat them like fucking human garbage. So, congrats. He's now deleted his Reddit account. He's had it for years. He used to post regularly in threads. Used to wade in. Used to do AMAs. None of that's happening anymore. Congrats. Well done. Well done. You, You invented a narrative about him stealing opinions. Ran with it. Wouldn't even let him apologize for it. Wouldn't even let him joke about it. All of these things apparently compounded his crimes, uh, which weren't crimes to begin with. And you're just pushing somebody further and further away from interacting with you. Some of the comments, by the way, um, it's always the same with Reddit as well. They establish consensus. And then when somebody criticizes that consensus being established, they all go, it's almost like we're all different people or something. Why, Why is that a front page thread then? Why does it have so many net uploads? Have you noticed, by the way, this Why is don't like you a downvote classic it? trick that people like to use on the internet. It goes like this. So on the one hand, they themselves are upset that you are expressing an opinion about someone else's opinion, right? They're annoyed that an opinion exists they don't like or aren't interested in. So they then explain a mixture of either they claim it never happened, you prove it did happen. If you prove it happened, they say it was only one guy. If you say <laughs> yeah. it was not one guy, it was a few guys. They go, well, so what? Basically, the argument always comes down to this, right? As long as it's not literally everyone in the entire world, it's not everyone. So don't mention any opinion I don't like. Like I don't know why that's even an interesting take. Like All mm. it takes is one opinion to set someone off, of course. Even could be a complete nobody. The point is when the idea gets in your brain, it has the effect it has, doesn't it? That's the problem with media, is that all of us can just radicalize the fuck out of each other with one little interaction. It's the wrong one at the wrong time. There, there were some blinding comments in this. I, I, I'll save the, the uh, I'll, I'll save this last one. Why does, why does Chad deserve to deserve the hate? Well, it shifted. Um, somebody said, um, right. I mean, the obvious answer would be he never deserves hate. That would be massive hyperbole. And none of us <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm? Let me guess. How did he deserve the hate? Let's pa- see. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so choose your hate. own quest adventure. Yeah. But basically. Uh, he threw shade to everyone on Reddit because what? We are all the same here on Reddit, wanting drama and accusing people. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. I know this guy. A guy called impervious, right? Replied to a comment saying he doesn't owe you all Reddit an apology, and just see if you can do the gymnastics to get to this place mentally, Duncan. This is a good one. Here we go. You can say that for pretty much anything in life. It doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do sometimes. Or that people shouldn't expect it. No, that's exactly. You shouldn't expect an apology. No, no, no. That's exactly the only take here. It, what do you mean it's the right thing to do? 
apologize for stealing opinions. Like, I, I can't. Like, I just can't. Um, you notice it, it also does get into another thing, which is mm. people always claim as though they want an apology, right? The mm. real problem is this. They don't want an apology for the person they actually think was upset. They want an apology themselves. That's the other part that's so weird, isn't it? Like, they don't really want Sponge to say, I'm sorry to the Fialt fet athlete or whatever the fuck guy yeah. they just want him to say sorry to them even though he didn't do anything to them yeah and then just to, just to cap this entire segment off right because it, it just becomes like horseshoe theory every time thorin i'm sure you're aware on reddit you are a divisive figure uh you know every time you come up on reddit um is there a chain of comments about me by no, any no 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 it's just oh, like right. literally like right sponge got so reviled somebody suggested uh, wish we had more foreign <laughs> instead of this clown so there you that's go that's how far it's gone that's yeah that's how far, far it's gone for poor old chad that uh that's like you're, someone you're, coming you're, out the, now. you're the solution that's you're like someone solution. coming out now going boris johnson what a cunt where's old margaret thatcher at What's the reach on uh, this? I, I, listen, uh, you're all responsible, <coughs> guys. When you see shit like that, and if you don't downvote it, fuck you. Just fuck you. I know half of y'all as well probably saw it and were like, this is stupid. But if we upvote the stupid thing, there will be drama. <laughs> like, I just can't deal with it, mate. Like fucking gremlins. Can't be bothered. Because that's literally so... part of the reason why this all happened. Because what happened is some of them are just like, I'm bored for a few days. So we just try and melt down yeah. someone's whole life and personality. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Have a go. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable thing to do. <laughs> yeah, know. let's go. Should we just enough. egg them on? See if we can get them like close to suicide. And at the end, say, Well, the world's a cold, hard place. That's the territory that comes <laughs> with having any job ever. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you mean? Are you, are you thin skinned or something? That's um, always my favourite, by the way, where they make it seem like I would describe it the other way, but with a shared sentiment. Like, yes, you know what? If you come into a job that's like a media job or a public thing, mm. it's going to come with some consequences that you're not going to like. But unfortunately, they will be occupational hazards. They spin it the other way. It's not like it's even a good thing. Like, what do you expect? That's the price of fame. What, just have people wrecking me? I don't think that is somehow. That definitely is not the price. It's they always say the same thing as well. It's like when people are doing it to me, I say, Okay, can I just come to where you work then and just stand over you and um basically uh you know fucking can I can I just stand over you and, and basically fucking like you know shout at you, berate you, hurl insults at you while you're doing your job? Can um you, you know and uh, they always go, Well no, that'd be unreasonable. I don't work in the public eye. <laughs> I'm not working in the public eye neither. It's fucking it's Twitter, you fucking mad cunts. Like, oh, it's unreal. Uh, and then just to show you, by the way, I love this. I love this, right? Like, breaking live. Everybody is so fucked in the feed. Like, the sooner we start addressing this mental health time bomb, the better. Look at this. A thread, right? From one one of HLTV's most despised users. Probably had multiple accounts bad for racism. Uh Comes in, makes a makes a makes a thread. Richard Lewis mentally ill. Why is he so bad about Reddit HLTV all the time? Says the obsessive guy watching a podcast with people in that he doesn't like. So, and just read some of the comments there. He is a fat f word. That's good. Like that. Uh, yeah, you could read some of the comments there. These these people, unfortunately, this is the CS scene. By the way, guys, don't show it. 
Sam, don't show it. You oh, get, you get you banned get for showing it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't show it. You get banned. Um, uh, but yeah, this is this is literally the CS scene. And you wonder why people don't want to engage with it, right? You wonder why <coughs> people are like tapping out and not doing events. You wonder why talent will just do anything they can to put barriers between you and them, right? Because it's the only way to live. Because unfortunately, those people walk among us. They walk among us. You don't know. You don't know who the fucking deranged fucking incel and why I'll just never is. accept the premise when someone tries to tell me that like forty five percent of people in esports are women. It's like <laughs> I fucking wish, mate. I do not think that is true somehow. Yeah, that, 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 I'd sleep before. easier at night if that was the <laughs> statistic. You know what I mean? Uh, I think let me not. let me let me let me just show you one other thing, and then we'll talk about the news because uh, this this was also just another fucking example of. Um, why like you've just got to stay away from events if you if you're me like i just can't do it i don't i, I don't know if you saw this i tweeted it out um it was kind of around about the time everyone in overwatch just went mental and were tweeting about me for a week for some reason um hang on i just gotta find this tweet uh duh, 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 duh. where the fuck did i put it man i fucking been pretty active on twitter actually i usually don't tweet this much where was it um let me just hang on. I'll have to do a search here. You're all just going to have to wait. Because uh, you, you've got to see this, Duncan. You won't even believe it. Because um, <laughs> I can't imagine being the type of uh, person um, that would that would basically... Uh, oh, fuck. Why can't I find it? Well, whatever, anyway. Right, so what happened was there was this guy... And he basically, while all that weird Overwatch stuff was fucking, uh, like, going off, he tweeted, and it was a picture of me and him at an event, like, in 2016 or 2015 or something right. like that. And it was, like, him, you know, arm round, taking a couple of pictures, holding up a sign, two photographs. And he was, like, going, um, <coughs> oh, well... You know, I wish I wish I could have got involved with blocking Richard Lewis before I met him at this event. It's like, so wait, hang on, right? You're a guy who you came up to me, somebody you clearly don't like, took a photo of me and waited and held on to it for years. And then when you saw me involved in a drama, you tweeted at me to say, haha, I've met you and I don't like you. It's like, like the people who are just messaging you, like, like some sort of fucked up, like Rick and Morty scheme, like, do it, no, block no, yeah. me, motherfucker, block me. It's like, there's definitely nothing mentally wrong going wrong here, is the guys. Like, let me like, let me let me show you another one as well. You block everyone, right. I know. Block me as well. Let, like you won't even believe this, by the way. So this, right? This, like this, this is this is mental. This is really fucking mental. Um, right. A, a Destiny fan, right? The best. Oh, my right. favourite already. So, I went and took, uh, you know, Maria up to the doctors, and we were driving en route to, like, Maine, so we, we stopped off somewhere just to get a bite to eat. And somebody made a thread, right? Just sat next to Richard Lewis in an Applebee's in New Hampshire. Right? Seems like a reasonable topic to have a throw Right, about. no, 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 mate, I wish this was just it. Like, a sighting, I can handle a sighting. Um, but then, like, in the comments, like, people were going, oh, ask him a question. What did, what did he smell like? 
right? You can bring this one up. It, it, it's fine. And then the guy was going, I didn't want to ask him a question because I, I, I couldn't think of a way to ask how, uh, I, you how, how to say I <laughs> don't like you, right? So, okay, no problem, right? That's let's, let's um, it's almost like that wouldn't be a reasonable thing to say to someone you've never met and don't know. Yeah, never met, day. right? The guy on top of making this thread uh, actually fucking uh DM'd me repeatedly because I had my DMs open, right? And he was and he was it, it was unbelievable what he, what he said. I'll I'll have to fucking show this on stream at some point. Uh but it was it was unbelievable. Uh, let me hang on. I've got his name here. It's a Varn. I'm just going to get these DMs. But he was like he was like saying, "Oh, just what what are you doing here in New Hampshire? Like, what are you doing here? Is something happening?" And I was like, "Is this is this fucking real? It, like, like it can't be real." But it was real. And he was like, and I was like, "Dude, this is like not normal behavior." This is like, you know, you, you shouldn't be fucking, you know, obsessing over strangers, messaging them on Twitter, demanding, like, especially when you clearly don't like them. Like, do you not understand how fucking disturbing this is? And apparently not. He doesn't understand it. I told him as well, like, oh, this is, this is disturbing behavior. You know what I mean? Um, and like... He just didn't get it, and that's 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 why. Like, I can't go. To, can't, can't. Oh yeah, this is the other thing he said. He he, he said, um, "Why why did you eat at Applebee's? I'm gonna tell the Queen your brick card is done. So why, why are you being jocular and jovial with me? I'm a total fucking stranger. You also, also made a Reddit like thread. You. Yeah, you've also made a Reddit thread saying pals. that you don't like me. Like, why? What is this? Like, how mentally ill is this person? So yeah, like. I guess I'm the mental ill one because I don't want fucking creeps and incels coming up, shaking my hand, getting all up in my business, and then probably just going, nice picture, Rich. Yeah! And just fucking stabbing me 20 times in the fucking chest because you're all mentally fucking broken by somebody having opinions on social media. I'm sorry, Rich. Soaring off my fucking head. You I saw I mean? Richard Lewis get stabbed to death the other day. As he was dying, I couldn't find a way to tell him that I know who you are. I just don't agree with some of your opinions, sir, as he died. Yeah. It was, what did as, he smell as, like? As he lay there bleeding out, um, I did say to him, you know what, Richard? The last few episodes of By the Numbers <laughs> exactly. haven't, been, haven't been good. I'm a $1 one, I'm a $1 patron, by the way. <laughs> Can you call an ambulance? Just fuck him, man. Fuck this fucking business. Um, right, okay. Let's do some news. So there was a little bit of drama uh, around the Cloud9 changes. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, um, but basically, like, I don't know why young players constantly fucking do this to themselves, but they fucking do do it to themselves, and it's an observable phenomenon. And, and you know, if anything, this podcast should serve as. If, stay off your twit longers and stay off your personal streams when you get dropped by a team. And don't, when you're 18, you think you know shit and give your fucking personal wisdom and personal take on, you know, what was going on in the team. Because you'll always just make a cunt of yourself. And what happened was, uh, we, we know Tens got replaced for Sabrosa um, in, uh, in Cloud9. And he went on a stream, he was doing his AMAP stuff, and he was talking about it, and he said, yeah, well, the reason I got dropped is because I was the only one who was arguing. <laughs> it was like, it was this insane quote. He goes, I was the only one that was arguing with the, in the team, and I was the only one who didn't believe in the, in the team's vision, and I was the only one who thought what we were doing and how we were playing wasn't that good. And it's like, right, 
tent, my dude. Um, Daps has gone to bat for you publicly for how long? He's been hyping up this kid, saying, oh, he should be on a pro team, he should be this, he should be that. Um, and uh, he, you get in a team with him, it's Cloud9, it's still a big deal, it's still a big brand, and then you get dropped for horrendous levels of underperformance, frankly. I mean, you know, if you're not if you're not hitting a one rating and you're not doing something else that we can't see and you're not an in-game leader, your position's on the chopping block. I mean, that's true for every pro. If that's your baseline level of performance. And then you're going to come out publicly and say, oh, well, actually, yeah, um, you know, I got dropped because I was arguing and saying the whole team was shit. Now, if he was, like, carrying every game as well, you you would understand it like but no um that was so that was just really fucking weird uh to to me like why you would put yourself in that position because as a young player you should be making yourself look like a desirable player to pick up now you sound like a fucking asshole yeah my whole take on that is kind of similar it's basically that <clears throat> first of all as you said the premise he presents only is like a cool angle if you're the star player if you are like fucking twists or something or a liege or some superstar level talent like that you can then have maybe the prerogative to say to your igl i don't agree with the way you're doing things or yeah. i would even say if you want to be more reasonable maybe the way you're doing things isn't helping my game work the way i want i would suggest that's probably what a young player really is expressing frustration at because he played like shit as you alluded to like he wasn't mm. a super skilled player he didn't break out in his first lands with cloud nine actually i personally thought the fact that they were going to double down and bring him in anyway showed like a level of commitment on their part that they yeah. thought there's more potential they can bring out. So all I'll say is this tends is Cloud9's own behavior is the opposite to what you're pretending it is. You're making it sound like they just chucked you in a team, played totally the wrong way, give you some idiot IGL who doesn't know what he's doing, and now you were the guy speaking out. That's not the case. I know from behind the scenes, I'll even say, by the way, they were really going to bat for this guy and he was going to actually yeah. be a part of this team as far as I can tell. Like, this wasn't uh, just a... Like, I personally thought was just a standing if he blew it the first two lands just get replaced but apparently they were going to really go for it i'd also say as well daps is someone who you cannot argue with the results he has had in over his career like he has had a ridiculous record of getting talent bringing that talent up making the best use of that talent. like this is a guy who's really done it and crucially isn't known to have a big egos and igl so he's actually a very reasonable guy to work with as well so like there could totally be some justifiable elements to this maybe things aren't the way tens wanted maybe it didn't work for his game i would just say the way he's chosen to communicate though is very very poorly chosen like it's only going to do damage to him and his career and quite frankly he doesn't know this but he's thinking he's explaining away his problems all he's doing is explaining to people that he has some problems i would say i would say that's the mm. distinction to make here yeah it, it's like just fucking ridiculous and then stewie comes in um and said like after watching because stewie's been pretty good considering you know um in regards to cloud nine considering you know jack basically talked about like framed him leaving like it was a betrayal or an abandonment um and he said after watching tens's explanation I, I sent you the tweet there sam you can bring that that up that's not going to get us banned after watching tens's explanation i totally disagree with what he's saying summing up the entire explanation everything he's explained contradicts itself cloud nine's play style is actually structured but the individual can pick what he wants to do rather than being micromanaged because that was another thing he was saying he said he wanted to be micromanaged more and it's like 
I think that's a pretty big fucking ask when you've got an in-game leader that famously the opposite of what most pros want nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that is the system just requires five minds in one and understanding what teammates are doing around each other, even if you're not a part of a play. If you aren't a part of the play, the plays your teammates are making can cause movement on your side of the map as well. It's very similar to Fnatic. Anyway, I hope Cloud9 find their footing and find their success soon. So, I mean, look, if you're talking about players like getting good opportunities and then kind of fucking them up, this isn't like Ricky levels of dumbness or um you know like basically saying yeah well i had explicit instructions from my in-game leader and i fucking denied them all but like honestly if you'd had good performances you'd get another shot but i kind of feel like going from cloud nine to straight out with very average performances to now creating like a weird little stink on the way out plus with all the other drama that was going on like did he have a bought account you know vac sucks looking at all of his clips um you know over over there in fucking incel town it's uh it's prescribed wisdom that he's absolutely the most blatant cheater of all time even though his statistics are terrible <laughs> so i always i always love the cognitive dissonance that it requires like you know to he's terrible isn't he yeah and he's cheating his tits off like i just don't even understand how you get there but anyway um so he's had to deal with all of that and it's just like honestly th these kind of things do have an impact and and um you know could hamper him getting picked up by another team in future understand that there are a lot of promising young na players that like get chances and then it just never goes anywhere and i, I think we might be witnessing it happening all over again because he doesn't seem to have really learned any lessons um and kind of seem to have gone in with a bit a bit bigger and of an ego than what his position warranted well, I think it's unfortunate about this scenario is I don't think he understands how big a chance he got. He's on fucking cloud nine and his IGL is daps. Like, mm. that should not ever be your situation as a beginning pro player. Like, in what fucking universe as a, as a rookie pro do you get to be on an org the size of cloud nine and have an IGL who's actually accomplished big things? It's a guy who earlier this year was, like, top four every tournament who's been in big international finals. Like, I think tens, this is one of those things where it'll probably be years from now when he realizes it but he won't realize and, until he's been in worse scenarios that listen i'm sure there was problems but this is also a very good opportunity for him in his career and he hasn't made yeah, the best totally. of it no nah, definitely not uh so there was that uh what was the other fucking story oh yes uh dk uh did another um story today we've got this weird ongoing saga um <coughs> that that's kind of been going on we know og the Dota organization that just want TI are going to be coming into uh, the CS space um, and are going to be, um, you know, you know, having a roster. They're already out there. They're already going to be, you know, uh, we we just kind of we just kind of questioning what's going on in terms of like buyouts and everything. But uh, the original uh, roster that got announced included uh, Yampi, uh, a Finnish player. Um, and now, apparently, that doesn't look like it's going to go ahead. Now, it looks like the Bulgarian player, Poison, uh, is going to be the dedicated AWPA for the team. Uh, and DK's put this out today. Uh, Poison's in Windigo, for those that don't know. Um, it, it's, it's a very strange one, because it's like, the initial announcement, you're like, okay, well, Yampi's, Yampi's meant to be this, like, breakout star. That's the gamble. So now what you're doing is Yampi goes out, 
before he's even had a chance to come in and take a look at him. And now you're taking a similar gamble. I'd even go so far as to say with a player that's maybe not as well regarded. Um, so I know Poison's like got a lot of eyes on him and, and, and people have been saying like he's had, and he's again, he's had some good performances like when Windigo won WASG and stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's a very, very strange to be sort of tinkering with the roster before you've even had a chance to get like, the roster up and running it makes me wonder if something else has gone on there yeah unfortunately the real concern with this roster is that it doesn't have all the pieces that you need for a real roster like it's got the basic core of a roster but then it's lacking a couple of names and as we discussed on past episodes mm. because right now it's fucking really hard to get superstar players like you have to pay so much for the buyout that what everyone's trying to do is what g2 did is you try and gamble on someone who seems that they have the skill in terms of the eye test they just aren't in a position either geographically or in their career where they cost loads of money so everyone's just gambling on those players one thing i think is very interesting about this particular particular move this team that they're trying to like because if you notice the impetus behind the news stories basically goes like this like mm. the players want this deal done the org wants this deal done but their old orgs don't want the deal yeah. done so really like part of the reason i think why you keep seeing this in the news all the time is that og's trying to pressure this deal to actually fucking happen because obviously they can't get it done yeah. inside the boardroom as it were yeah um so just to elaborate further um apparently and this is according to uh dk as well um that there is there is some sort of rumors that he he's meant to have a connection to a vac band account right um because if you go look uh back in august um yampi was invited to fpl um and uh, apparently he had a vac vac band account in his past so maybe og are thinking well we can't really take a risk with that because if valve investigate it and you know and it, it is prescribed knowledge that yeah he does have a vac ban and it was his account and it did That's happen it. sorry that. yeah well yeah then he's not going to be able to play at majors which obviously is the kind of thing that they're um aspiring to do it's interesting actually you know again we talk a lot about like community hypocrisy um you know when when that was announced when face it mikey came out and said yampy's going to be in fpl everybody was like replying going oh great job yeah good kid he's a good up and coming kid it, it's really weird how like the scene or witch hunt like ki kids based on like a few clips you know what i mean like just based on one or two clips they'll everyone will be going after tens and saying like oh you know he's a cheater it's blatant or whatever guy guy who's attached to an actual vac band account everyone's like saying oh congratulations yeah great job on getting invited into fpl great job on running shoulders with the pros and everything else it's like i i, I really can't figure out the cs scene at all sometimes like it's like did they they profess to have a zero tolerance for for cheating they profess to have a zero tolerance for match fixing the reality is you just play favorites on every issue i mean that's basically what it boils down to it's the same with like all of that sponge madness in a way i guess that would be the theme of the show it's just literally you know oh hey he's got a backband account but we like him and we've created a story in our mind that he's some young kid being held back or you know it's um oh this kid is a young kid getting an opportunity and we don't we think some of his clips are fishy so fuck him
It, it, I just don't get By it. By the way, it, one thing to say as well, an interesting detail about this particular story, is the hmm. other stories all made sense. Like, Cold Zero was obviously trying to be signed by FaZe for ages. That just had to get done. People know the EG thing was pretty quick. But this OG thing, it's actually massively in OG's benefit if they can do this deal really quickly. Because the next few months is when those orgs that people have heard the rumblings about, who are like the big NA orgs and orgs that haven't been in Counter-Strike before, are all going to go ham signing players and trying to get rostered. So, like, in theory, there's going to be a massive gold rush for CS teams. So, actually, that's what's a bit weird to me about the way this particular team's going. Because mm. this team has it in pieces to be a very good squad, obviously. Like, a very interesting mix of, like, MBK and Valde, etc. But, like, I'm actually amazed that they either haven't already been signed or they're not, like, waiting for the big gold rush. Because I think, like, in the next few months is where some people, as you've seen with the whole Jason Lake and um, Alexi B thing, some people are going to have some insane salaries in, like, three or four months from now. There's going to be some big time buys. Yeah, and big t big time buys for for players that maybe don't necessarily. Some of them might not even be the best at all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it's it's pretty crazy. We're probably going to be in a world if you think about it, right. If you just look at how many teams want to come in, what the value is, there's probably going to be like a whole bunch of teams who make more money than Australis. That's the world, and they won't be anywhere close to the level. That's the world we live in. Oh just yeah, I mean, to get in the game. I think that's already happening now, right? I mean, sure. I think, uh, you know, when when salaries that were getting talked about were like $35,000 a month, um, you know, for uh, players to go and play at complexity, you're like, fucking hell, dude. I mean, like... That's one thing, know, by the I'd way. I'd be very I'm surprised if Astralis are getting anything like This that. is one thing players have to start being more reasonable about. I don't want to hear them talk about, like, oversaturation and how hard they work, as though nothing's changed. You literally, if you're in a top 10 team, fly business class, long haul around the world, getting fucking pampered, you go to at literal five and four star hotels in the best capital cities in the world, where you have a room to yourself and you can stay, etc. You have one game a day, you play one best of three maximum a day in most formats, yep. and on top of that, you often get days off between, and you have a PC to practice on outside of the tournament, and sometimes even have PCs available days before the event to warm up on and boot camp on. Like, I agree. I've, I've no doubt within that there's still stress and there's still times that you worn to a knob and it's really hard. But the point mm -hmm. is, like, look at how much the fucking scene has leveled up for our pros, even in just the last three or four years. Oh, it's yeah. actually amazing. And then Ali, I'll even add in. Another thing that used to really suck about being away from home and on the tournament circuit is you miss your normal life. In the modern day, with all the fucking streaming services for music and TV shows, you can also <laughs> live, like, half your normal bloody life on the road. Like, it's actually amazing how much we've offset a lot of the problems of, of having a big circuit, in my opinion. Players aren't actually grateful enough in that sense. I don't think they realise yeah, a bit more. It, it's, it's definitely been um, a, a really uh, fucking tough one to kind of, like, you know, I, I definitely feel we're getting to the stage of, where a lot of those struggles that we've had to go through to get us to this bit are going really underappreciated. And I've said this a bunch of times. It's like the player union, you know, the, the, the CSPPPA, they fucking, you know, have been instrumental in like driving things like getting, you know, practice computers and better hotels and stuff and better flights and you know, just whatever it is. And it's like, you know, there are, there are battles that you really should be concerned with um, that you don't seem to be as much and it does kind of feel almost like we, we put much more emphasis on the money and the lifestyle stuff over actual 
you know, what we need for the scene to be sustainable, what we need, you know, like just little things as well, like just, um, you know, push back on like media stuff, media work, and I don't know, dude. I mean, again, I, I, I want to get Scott on the show sometime and talk about where it's at because he's been like their biggest vocal, you know, sure. mouthpiece, but he is just a rep and he's already said like, we do not peak, you know, he's going to be looking to be involved in that less and less. And the whole point was to want to point a player rep. I do worry about what's going to happen when players are running it without any kind of like well. older, more mature, <clears throat> uh, you know, clearer voice in the room. And again, I I'm saying this with like, just in case Scott watches this, I'm saying this with um, very little knowledge as to how it works. Cause I keep that professional distance. I don't ask Scott to like, tell me the inner workings of the CSPPA. I wouldn't even bother asking and be, you know, he's going to obviously not do that, but you know, I, I do worry about what happens when it finally becomes completely player-driven without any external, you know, kind of influences. I have real concerns that they're going to pick some really stupid hills to die on and some battles that mm. just don't even make sense in the long Like, people already saw I got triggered a few months back during the major when there was that whole comment that implied that players wanted, and this was their words, to have an equal say with tournament organizers to when tournaments were run where mm. and details of like logistics of the event like mm. what they didn't seem to get was what triggered me wasn't the concept of having a say it was that wording like equal say like the idea you the disposable literally replaceable part of the equation who puts zero into it invests nothing carries zero risk are going to get an equal say with the person losing money running the event like that alone triggered the fuck out of me because it just showed me how far yeah. a player's perception of how the industry works is from anyone else in the industry and so i would just say to players on that sort of a thing be very careful not to like step outside of your bounds and kind of comment too strongly on things you don't know about because just the way you phrase that the like the the optics of how it looks is going to depend on how people react to you because it would be so easy if i was the to, to see that and be like fuck these guys like i can't work with someone with that mentality even if that's not yeah. really what you mean you know yeah of course yeah it, it's it's and it's like i said i mean there's been like lots of weird stuff going on like just you know like we all talk about the precarious position we're in with Valve. Like the amount of players that like say shit like, "Oh, majors don't matter." You know, they're a fucking. You know, we're not even thinking about the major. It's not important to us. And it's like, well, all right. Well, I guess Valve might just fucking remove <coughs> majors then, because why? Why do it if no one makes any money on it and TOs don't like it and it creates drama all the time? You know, it's like why not just why, why bother having one then? You know, I'm sure that's a conversation. That will definitely come up in Valve, and if you historically know, there's lots of stuff. Uh, there's lots of examples of like the Valve. It, it took Valve a long time to even want to engage with the CS community because they were very unreasonable for like large periods of time. Um, and, you know, backlash to any little change, any little tweak. That's why it got left fallow for like so many years. Uh, you know, especially Source. That was just like, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna let that one swirl down the toilet because the community's fucking deranged. So. I don't know, dude. I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm going to have to watch that with, with interest. It isn't, you know, and again, we, we've had stuff like pushback on the PEA, but nothing about these other exclusivity leagues. Uh, people, you happy to work with the Blast? Yeah, I don't know. Yet yeah, yeah, publicly saying that you don't like that kind of format? 
but then not seeing it after you're in contracts with the Blast to play in tournaments that have that kind of format. It's ridiculous, isn't it? People yeah. don't realise, by the way, this is another area. So, like, I'll just go ahead and say it, because this isn't even controversial to say. One of the things about the recent political climate for the last two months, I'd say, basically since TI, when they held TI in China, is mm. it's just made a, mocking, a mockery of everyone who thought they could be political on Twitter. Because mm. all the people who are political about every other issue under the sun it was conspicuous when they said nothing about China. They said nothing about the TI. They yeah, said nothing course, about this yeah, recent yeah. thing with Blizzard yeah. and with the guy getting... They didn't say anything. So what they don't get is, that's the problem. It's not that they have to say something about the issue. They don't. It's their prerogative to say nothing. But it's mm. conspicuous when they say something about everything else. So the point in this scenario here is when you have an opinion on everything else under the fucking sun and it's a bunch of stupid shit... Well, then in that scenario, there, unsurprisingly, then no one's going to interact with you on a reasonable level. Like, now Valve's going to think you're a fucking joke if the things you were complaining about were just pointless, mild shit, and there was some important issue. Like, you've got to... That's the thing for me with the players. I mean, we've already referenced this in the past, because one of the mad things about this show in particular is because we ran this show now for, like, the better part of four years. We've seen yeah. just on the show fucking theme cycle. So as people might know, yeah, yeah. it literally was ESL exclusivity on this show was the topic five, four years ago or whatever. Then there was the topic as well about pros making their own union and whether they do that. And if people can remember, one of the first things pros did when they had their own little affinity group was stupidly have the most powerful pros just say, well, we should just demand all the first class fights. Like what I just said, basically, that they've already got now, but back then they wanted, right? That was mm -hmm. really their fucking priorities. These people weren't smart enough to think it's stuff like the format of the tournament or how many days off you have. That should be the number one priority. So I oh, agree. Sure. Like if you look at some of the things they do and don't complain about, it's like, if you're going to complain that much, first of all, be legit and say when you get something. Like when Valve does upgrade things, when ESL does upgrade things, when the Blast do through things the way you want, say that. But also, and this is very key, if you're going to be a fucking pro player, either yourself publicly or with the CSPPA, making, think, making power moves, like voting to have Round Robin, you have to take it on the nose when Round Robin turns out to be shit and you don't like it. You can't pretend like you didn't have any say in it. Because that's one of the things that does tilt me is like a lot of these format changes. You wouldn't believe how many times over the last few years I'll ask a guy in the tournament organizer, like, why did you make that format change? You're like, these are the players wanted it, you know, like we thought if we do it this way, we'll be happier. Be like, but that's shit though. I'm like, yeah, we know that now. But even players don't like that. Yeah, well, yeah, they've even said that as well. It's like, like that's one area where players, like, again, just acknowledge that you're young guys who don't know what you're talking about sometimes. Just say, here's my opinion. I'm not super set on it. I don't know for sure, but here's how I'm feeling now. <laughs> I don't think anyone's know, ever going to do that, mate. That's way too reasonable of a perspective. No, no, no. You'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to. There's no young man ever goes like that. By the way, I'm just a young guy, just a young buck out here trying to make my name. Don't, don't even know if I'm not. I'm talking about. But anyway, but the, treat, this is how this is how I feel in this moment yeah. in time. Can anyone uh, give me any dissenting opinions? No, no one ever does that. We all it's know like what it's always really towards that. The thing about Valve is they're a piece of shit. <laughs> Why is every, everything's hyperbole? I know, it's all extreme, mate. It's all extreme. He's never just someone who's just a bad guy. He's, the he's a piece of shit. You know, I know. Like, yeah, literally. Well, fucking it. We've even got American politicians. It just reminds me of that, like, Louis C.K. bit where he up. just says something like, like, whenever anyone says that, he always just imagines someone as, like, a little baby. Like, you just imagine, like, oh, look at me, little baby. Oh, it's a piece of shit. This here. Piece of human shit. Like, imagine someone 20 years later doing that. So, um, another story that came up, uh, I know you noticed this just before we went live, uh, Face It 
uh, uh, revealing a system called Minerva. Um, and what this is, is it's working with Google uh, sort of machine learning uh, technology to curb toxicity uh, in games. And in particular, when it says toxicity, oh, it God. means abusive behavior and yet yeah, verbal, verbally uh, abusive behavior. This comes kind of hot on the heels. Actually, there was something I tweeted about where there was a um an israeli player who got basically like he was playing and he was playing a game a bunch of people like got paired up with him and they started like abusing him you know making holocaust jokes like just vile anti-semitic shit so to try and diffuse it he was like going yes 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 it's it's, it's okay you know whatever like just sort of agreeing with them and they banned him and not the person that that would be that abused um abused him and he was like well, why am i banned um you know because that's just you know how it how it works so so I, I tweeted it out saying like you can't have that like people shouldn't have to put up with that fucking bullshit just trying to fucking play a fucking what's video. funny is you shouldn't have to put up that bullshit moments. anywhere you know? like, this is one of those moments when i know i've just gone too deep on the internet and no one else is going to feel me on this but i'm just going to mm. say it anyway because the problem is it's certain patterns where you see the same behavior exhibiting that trigger me so the first thing that triggers me about this news is that they've called mm. the project minerva because yeah, minerva, bring that people up. don't know is like mm. the roman equivalent of athena who was the goddess of wisdom of the greeks and the romans right yeah. and the problem with this is the implication they're making is some like minority report level shit of like the system will get so advanced it will know <laughs> which is right or wrong it will have wisdom which is yeah, like exactly. it definitely won't so i'm already mad like, like every algorithm yeah every oh. algorithm based thing we've had has been a fucking absolute nightmare and has oh. made everything worse as tech companies scale upwards and become monolithic organizations and they try and look at ways that they can basically have less staff um yeah my favorite thing though, always Richard, gone is, wrong this is one thing i love because mm. computing always has to be based on logic that's literally how machines work that's mm. why you always get these problems that people don't realize actually show how fucked people's current political philosophy is because mm. what happens is when you try and program an algorithm with all of your paradoxes and illogical and inconsistent thinking like for example on the one hand you want to ban anyone who says the n-word but then technically mm. if the person was themselves black you would let them get away with it a computer system can't handle that it can't understand no, yeah, your, exactly. So what happens inevitably is either it will be completely toothless and do nothing, or as you just said earlier, it'll basically do the equivalent of what happened to that guy who was getting anti-Semitic remarks. It will just ban people yeah. who are the wrong people. And what's funny is, in explaining why it banned the wrong person, you will show the inconsistency in that logic, because the whole point is, as we all know now, there is no line. You can't perfectly define a set of rules. Like, that's been tried and failed many times online at this point in time. Yeah, well, I mean, look, so I think I think an example of this is, like, the, the contextual um, problem is that, for example, when we saw what happened with Vox and, you know, the, the, the pushback against Steven Crowder, um which which by the way like as i as i said it wasn't as comp it wasn't as uh black and white as um you know stephen crowder did nothing wrong and wasn't and didn't deserve any criticism um and it was some guy getting upset about it it was it there was a lot there, yeah there, there was there was a lot going on there where it was like actually yeah 
you can you can point to rules that Stephen Crowder definitely broke, right? So it, it wasn't as cut and dry as like the the tribal factions that it got settled into, which was like, oh, but we we need to cancel Crowder, it's hate speech, or ah, SJWs are ruining everything again. Like those those two points were really stupid. But what happened in the aftermath of that? The the channels that were most effective as they tried to push back and combat you know hate speech online were history channels. And um, well, there was multiple high-profile history channels that, like, had the history of World War II and footage. Um, they had, like, Hitler's speeches, for example. They all got banned. Makes sense. Because obviously it would just machine... The algorithm, uh, exactly. exactly. What what yeah. what could be more hateful rhetoric than, than Hitler making a speech? So those videos, gone. And, 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 and how it works with YouTube, by the way, is when a video is deleted by YouTube, Unless YouTube agree that there has been some error in the algorithm and they and, and they agree to restore it, you never get that back. And it comes out of nowhere. You don't get told in advance. You have 24 hours to archive this video because we're going to delete it. It's gone. It, it's gone forever. And so there were history channels that basically lost docu you know, documentary footage, essentially, that's used in schools to educate people about what happened around World War II. And understand as well, the, 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 the saying you hear about, you know, whenever they bring up the horrors of World War II um, and just any sort of atrocity in general is, they always say, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it, right? Like that's the recurring phrase you'll hear. Well, great, let's all, let's all let algorithms delete everything then. Let's have no historical record of the terrible things that happened in the past and the rise of fascism and, and things like that. Let's just get, delete it all because we're going to let algorithms fucking dictate what you can and can't see online. So yeah, I'm always hugely um, skeptical whenever a company comes out and says, yeah, we've got this great new algorithm and it's going to be brilliant. Um, and it's going to fix everything because it never has and keep in mind by the way when you look at like what riot games did to try and stop toxicity which by the way hist history needs to remember that this was created by a man who himself would by any metric be considered incredibly toxic and had deep personal problems going back to being bullied at school that was why it was a passion project of his and they put out like creepy fucking surveys you know they were going deep have you ever played a League of Legends game you enjoyed where people didn't tell you to fucking neck yourself or whatever? No, of course not. It didn't fix the problem at all. If anything, it created a lens through which people got more resentful and more hateful and or people would just have multiple accounts now and when one was banned, you would go and play on the other. I would if even anything, say probably the most misunderstood um, damage of that approach that Riot Games took did was it trained people who want to grief exactly the line mm. to run up against to exactly, be able yeah. to grief and yep. to make you even angrier than if they'd have just said something in text but not themselves get noticeably banned which is one area by the way i'm concerned mm -hmm. about this maneuver thing for example yep. because another classic thing that riot did which i think was exactly the wrong approach is they made the entire obsession about what you typed it was all about the words you said well anyone mm. who's played an online game knows that the choices that your teammate do in the game is way more important than whatever they type they can type mm. anything they want i always say this even like when i play cs I, I i think i've mentioned this before if someone starts talking shit this is literally what i do i mute them on comms and i pretend that they didn't talk shit i just play normally still because my mm. logic goes like this as long as you actually you can say anything you want you can say you're gonna throw the game and that you've muted me and you're gonna 
grief me. Say anything you want, but as long as you don't actually do it, I'm fine with that. Like, I'll just let yeah, you yeah, yeah. rage away, play the, all we're here to do is play the game. So my problem is that, is like the riot approach and this approach potentially, if it's just about scanning words and removing toxic language, it's, I always give this example. You're basically just doing what happens in most professional sports, which is the retaliator is the one that you punish. The guy who does it first, does it sneaky behind the ref's back, he punches you. Mm. And then the person who punches him back, the linesman sees it and goes, oh, you're out the game. That system is shit because, as I've just alluded to, in that scenario, both people are fucking with each other. So yeah. I can already see, like, I know this hasn't been implemented yet, but I can already see, like, well, they've actually like they did. They, they've, they've, they've already got a month's worth of data okay. for it, uh, and they're saying that there was a twenty percent reduction in toxic messages. Um, in and amazingly, the systems had a lot of success because after it banned everyone from Israel, there was no more anti-Semitic remarks. So <laughs> no. It's perfect, actually. It's an amazing system. Yeah, imagine the logic of that, right? Because <laughs> if you if you follow it, that would act, yeah, of yeah, course. that would be the solution. Yeah, yeah the solution. It's 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 machine uh, just, learning. Just, yeah, just ridiculous how busted. It's like if Chad used is. machine learning to try and fix his problem with me, he goes, I'm having a lot of problem with Reddit. It goes, I have deleted your Reddit account, Chad, and now removed all personal items from the internet. You are no longer on the internet. No more problems. He goes, yeah. ah, thanks. Just, yeah, perfect. Um, so, yeah, how this system's going to work is uh, basically uh, it, it's it's going to be scanning all the all the data in terms of games or, or whatever. Um, and then it, after the game happens, automa an automated system issues punishments. Repeat offenders get punishments that get harsher every time, especially if it is if you are punished for the same thing and it occurs in a short period of time. So in other words, if you don't learn, uh, the punishments will get worse until you uh, do learn. Uh, apparently, it's already literally had... beatings will persist until, <laughs> until morale improves. Like... <laughs> uh, after months of training, it says here after it's had months of training in a bid to minimize false positives. Uh, they've now unleashed it, and um, it's now going to be um, just something fully automated. Also, as well, it comes in to try and minimize the impact Smurfs have. So you now have to register a, a phone. I mean, that's becoming something that's increasingly normalized. Like if you play ranked in Dota, you got to have a phone number attached to it. Um, people can still get around that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know how I don't play face it, so I don't really have a barometer of how bad it is. Last time I played it, somebody recognized who I was and followed me around, team flashing me for the entire game. So I was just like, "Fuck this! This is just a waste of time." Um, you know, playing CS is a waste of time. Um, but I, I, you know, oh, maybe they did have to like try and address something. A Google. <laughs> Anything that's harvesting your data in association with a big tech company these days makes me fucking super terrified. I really don't know. I really don't like it. It just it just gets abused like every fucking time without fail. You always get told it's safe. You always get told no one's storing any records anywhere, and then a data breach occurs, and it's like you know, I you know just just for example, I'm obviously not supporting. Uh, the behavior of people that type the n-word and, and, and are abusive and chat and say like outrageous things or throw anti-semitic abuse at someone and th there really isn't an excuse for that kind of anti-social behavior right but equally as well if a 15 year old kid did it while playing on face it right and then grew up to be an educated and enlightened adult uh, and was actually quite ashamed of the things that they'd done in the past um, including having a bad temper 
what if there was a data breach because indeed actually these this was being stored somewhere and probably almost certainly is i'll guess uh, it is. yeah and then and then you know the 21 year old years later has it leaked into the public domain all of his chat logs from his games and there there you are being being vile as a kid and saying unbelievable things it's the adult that'll be punished for it and there will be no there will be no grounds for refutation there will be no way to recant what you've said what you've done um there'll be no context that's going to allow it you could lose your job so these things do make me very nervous because while in general i'm all right with if you say something in public you're held publicly accountable for the thing you said i think that's a fine rule we all know actually that generally what happens is when you start going into the fucking the unbelievable depths of cancel culture you know it was like when those journalists over at fucking compete because their website was fucking failing um they went through jacob wolf's tweets a rival a business rival essentially and then ran a story said well when he was 13 he said a bad word it's like fucking hell really really that's what we're gonna do um to try and get that was also by the way for people who don't know the punchline to that story was that when richard yeah. wrote a story in counter doing this there's a really funny part where again just by conspicuous nature this guy gave the game away which is richard looked into the person who himself had written this article right and yeah. when he looked into that person and other people who wrote for the same website i think the author himself had deleted like ten thousand tweets or something and, and declined to comment on why he might have deleted those tweets right before he wrote an article that was a hit piece about someone delete you know who should have deleted yeah. tweets basically like yeah. it was one of those ridiculous ones where it even turned out they'd done it themselves clearly i mean you know i'll add i'll add obviously all of this could just be massive paranoia and maybe the system works and it's totally safe and no data is being stored anywhere and google are trustworthy and uh, it makes playing in face it uh, uh better um you know who knows right like maybe maybe that's all true um i, I need to look more into it i need to get some feedback from some people who play face it if you guys are playing face it and you were playing before minerva got implemented you want to reach out and tell me what it's like I'll 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 be down to listen to that and maybe do a segment on it later on on the podcast. So do do let me know. Uh, but for for me again, I'm always like very very nervous about anything automated, algorithmic, especially when it comes to um, you know kind of issue you know data storage, issuing punishments, penalties, and it kind of also feels as well that this is like out of left field. Like I didn't really I didn't. I'd never, I'd never heard enough people complaining about Face It. Like this was like something that they needed to do. But yeah, well, that's I'm... actually a weird angle because I have to say, mm. usually the vibe on Face It is that there's way less toxicity if we're going to fucking use that term. It's just more yeah. that like people are just tryhards because they're just trying to get the points or whatever, aren't they? So I never even really found that to be that big an issue there. Yeah, I mean, again, don't know enough about it, and I've only ever played apart from that one incident that happened to me. I, I generally play in stacks when I play anyway, so who fucking knows? But uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see uh, and see how that pans out. But yeah, a, a little bit initially nervous. Uh, last story before we go into the uh, patron questions. Uh, y you know your man fishiest dude. Zeus has uh, left now. Is there any is there any way this guy ever just leaves? No, 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 no. no. He's uh, never ends, does it? Like, come on then. What what drama is he now involved in for no reason? This 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 might not really be his fault. Um, so he he found a post 
by um, a guy called Marcello, who apparently is an insider. You know, one of those CIS insiders, the only fishiest dude knows. And he put out an English tweet. Because, again, like I just wish the kid would just, like, go and do something else and try to be relevant in rumors. Like, like it's over for you, like, in that regard. Like, it's just you've you've had too many misses you've lied too many times about stuff like you, you know, told everyone oh, no, during a major there would be some enormous news that never happened Enough know, said. it's you like it's like dude like you've got to fucking stop trying to get involved in this notice like, by the way the same people who were attention. like dk and richard are always wrong they're not in the fucking threads with the fishiest guy telling him it's all wrong almost makes you feel like you're in some sort of a psyop or something doesn't it i know uh, but anyway, so he, so this is, it didn't originate from him, but he did translate it into English and put it out on his own Twitter feed. So apparently a dude uh, called Marcello, again, I can't vouch for this guy, I don't know who the fuck he is. And let me just also tell you, if you're like one of these CIS insiders who by virtue, you know, are an insider in any region, and what that means is, you know a few players, you have them on Steam, you watch who they're playing with, who they're associating with, you, you, you know the IPs of their practice servers, and then you just constantly put stuff on your Facebook and your Twitter just for clout. Like, you're not a journalist. If people you're not knew doing any how many of, investigation. of the fucking clown people who just reveal stuff oh, on know, Twitter, yeah. as Richard yeah. just said, are just refreshing a server, and then they mm, see FaZe mm. go in there, and then they see Coldzera in the server with FaZe and go, I wonder if FaZe is going to sign Coldzera. That's it. That's all they're doing. They don't have any inside source. They don't have any fucking... Like, that's it. They're literally just like on the most low-hanging fruit attempt of trying to get some clout. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's like clout-seeking. And people are typing Don Hassey in, in, in the chat. Like, he doesn't do that, dude, anymore. If you go look at his Twitter feed, that's not what his Twitter feed is. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, the, the people that are doing this for, like, clout, it's like, fuck me, dude. Like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a journalist? Do, is, that, is, is that what you want to be? Okay, well, maybe go and learn about the ethical tenets and, and, and the methodology and everything and how, you, you know, anything that just falls onto your lap that you think is going to blow up, you can't just tweet it out. You know, like, for example, I got sent a leak yesterday of all the fucking, supposedly of all the Call of Duty logos for the new upcoming Call of Duty Franchise League. And somebody sent it to me and said, have you seen these? They're fucking garbage. It looks like they were literally designed in the game. And because it's one source... And, uh, you know, I, I can't vouch for the efficacy of, of this source. I'm not going to fucking put that out there. It's probably true. There's more leaks over in Activision Blizzard right now than fuck knows what. But the reality is, like, I'm not going to fucking put my name at that. Other people, of course, wasted no time going, don't know if this is real or not, guys, but bloody hell, have you seen these? And let's pretend that they are real. Like, no, nah, I can't do that, man. I got a, I got a rep to fucking protect. I got too much fucking respect for my craft and myself. But, um, yeah, but these people, it's like, what, what do you want to be? Like, like... I, I, I never understood it. But anyway, so this guy, Marcello, uh, apparently tweeted out saying that Virtus Pro is going to get rid of all of its Polish players and it's going to get the Kazakhstanis from Avangar and basically just take the team. Um, and that's what the rumor is. And also that the price for this is going to be a million dollars. And uh, anyway, Marcello, immediately after Fishius Dude tweeted it out, said... Update, and this was in a reply to him, update, the Avangar team owner has denied rumors about his players moving to Virtus Pro. So now Fishy's dude's like kind of sat there like, oh, oh God, none of this happening again. And then somebody else replied uh, saying, uh, another guy who's like obviously a big like Avangar fan, has like an Avangar fan account saying, this seems like nonsense. 
the the CEO has said that he cherishes the the players and definitely doesn't want to sell them. Which, well, by the way, this doesn't this doesn't really fucking mean anything because we all know that people lie through their <laughs> fucking teeth all the time. But basically, even the source of the rumor that has put this out there is sort of already trying to walk it back and go, yeah, bloody hell, they're denying it. Just want to put that out there. Because like, here's what happened. I'll tell you. This is obviously what happened, right? The Marcello guy is an insider on a low, low level, right? He's someone yeah. in the CISC. He knows the odd person. And he thinks to himself, I know a few people on Twitter. I'll get a bit of clout. I'll tweet this rumor. Then, of course, Fish's dude basically hooks up this guy's, like, mixtape CD to a giant fucking, like, entire stadium. And it's blasting the entire world. And the guy's like, actually, you know what? Uh, not, not so sure about that, actually. You know what? Maybe maybe I didn't quite hear that. And then Fish is like, what do you mean? I'm just about to play the second track. He's like, no, nah, actually, I'm just going to cut, cut. It's like, yeah, exactly. You've blown it up too much. Yeah. I mean, he's had a delete, again, hasn't he? He's had a little yeah, delete. Yeah, it, it's. It, I, I don't know. But again, I've not heard anything um, about it. But you know, I, if if VP were to pick up a Vanguard, it wouldn't be the worst if it was true. I mean, you know. The only I, thing I think... is, I will say this: like, I obviously I can't know the circumstances. Like that guy's no. numbers are pretty weird. One, but I will just say this: if they do sign not a Vanguard, nah, that's the problem. Is like you'll be yeah. overpaying. That's the exact moment when you'd overpay the most for them, isn't it? Because like obviously their their stock is huge. They have a great HLTV player saying all that shit because you can't argue against it. The problem is it's not like you to maintain, is it? So like I feel like it would be a waste of money. Yeah, it's not the team I'd sign for that way. I I do like as well. I like everybody in the Reddit thread. Um, is basically, apart from one dude, everyone's like, oh, we'll just totally take this at face value. It's like the team liquid. That's why I told you. It's so suspicious. <laughs> know, that people know, like DK who are proven always have the critics. Right? That that implies, like you know, there's a saying that goes like, you know, one times coincidence, two times mm. suspicious, three times enemy behavior. Like that's how I feel about some of these things. Like once like a pattern emerges, it's like these things don't just accidentally happen. Like this is one of the things that people don't realize. So. I've mentioned this in the past, but it was literally proven in the last American election cycle that certain candidates and parties paid people to go on to services like Reddit and Twitter and start conversations yep, and steer yep. conversations and try yeah, and get people log. like banned and stuff, all sorts of shit, mm. right? What people don't stop and think about is this. Since we know in esports, like influence does come from reddit and twitter and hltv does everyone really think that there are no people out there trying to navigate conversations in this way or steer them or get, manage perceptions all those fucking orwellian terms you hear yeah. the government say all the time there must be sadly we don't know who they are so i don't want to go too deep on this like i'm not going to pick out like three trolls that i think are the most likely <laughs> russian agents or something. but there's basically <laughs> some of that shit almost great must video be going on because think that's, about that like like, I see too many examples right like this where someone who has a terrible record doesn't get called out mm. at all. And then someone who has, like, the perfect record has, like, all the trolls who are just like, I think he's always wrong about this. Like, that, it's like the pattern of behavior is well suspicious. Well suspicious. Right. Let's get the questions out of the way and wrap up this fucking slow Newsweek episode. Uh, Reykjavik on Steam said, why do these so-called analysts insist on stealing ideas from the good same people who read it? It is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean... How dare people who were paid to think intelligently about the game occasionally align with redditors? That can't be. That can't be right. Uh, this reminds so me, right? There's a classic bit in um, an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer comes in, right, and he's got like the newspaper, and he goes, "Look at that! Look at that! 
He goes, like, a new Ford Mundial for only 28% with refinancing. He goes, that was my idea. And the joke obviously <laughs> is, like, even if it is, like, oh, he obviously had no connection to that, didn't he? It's not even his fucking service. He has no opinion <laughs> on what they, So that's, like, a perfect example of what people are like in that sense, isn't it? Like, oh, he took my idea. I had the idea that, like, they always pick the most blatant one as well. I had the idea that KNG should join MIBR. KNG, the last serviceable top good player who hasn't been in MIBR, I believe he should one day join ever. And then if he ever joins the team at any point in the next 20 years, I call This that. aged you well. You didn't know, did you? you <laughs> yeah, this it. aged well, look. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Sunmade Raisins. If all the pros had to play in a real-life version of CSGO, what players would be the best and worst at their role? Oh, there's too much material here. Uh, what so was the fun. premise again? If if all of what? yeah, if you had to play a real life version of CS:GO, so I'm guessing like basically you are shooting people in real life. <laughs> That's we, already we be... it's very interesting. Yeah, let's... yeah, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> and which there, player would you like to shoot the most? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fucking hell! <laughs> uh, 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 all right, some mid reasons. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think because there's definitely some players that have served in the military. I mean, that, that here's the thing. Can, you know what? I'll give you service. an example. The Don't sort of person who I actually think would be good in the real life military, mm. people think this is a joke, would be people like Edward. Because the thing I always said about people like Edward when they were good was they had that quality, which is fucking hard to get as a pro, actually, where it's like you can just weather anything. Like you can have a fucking hard game, it's a 16-14 game, and you're losing yeah. the game and you're down again. And they look like they never bothered them. Like they always just like they're just rocks. They can't be worn down. So I would just go ahead and guess in a real life war scenario. I want someone like that on my side. A guy who just isn't phased by it all. He just keeps going, you know. Doesn't have to be the best soldier, but that's I think that's a pretty key quality to have. Yeah, I think that. I mean, again, I think uh, you know. Like people like fucking Freakazoid as well are good for that. Like just a ridiculous sort of can-do attitude. Sure, very good. Um, you know, obviously big strong guy. You can imagine. Not so good if you haven't got that much HCH to go around, right? If you've got really limited supplies, you know. Yeah, true, true. Um, but you know, he he's somebody that you know, and and I I can picture Sean Gares not so much as like one of those low-level officers, like drill sergeant dude, but he high up, you know. Behind the desk, but he does occasionally go out and sit in a tent, moving things around the map, you know. Um, but it, it's really hard. Like I say, I mean, there's there's definitely lots of Finnish guys that have done national service that would probably fucking surprise you. Um, you know, because the the Finnish it's not like super intensive like fucking special forces training, but still it's pretty anybody that's done the Finnish national service will tell you they, they don't fuck around. I used to know a lot of lads that went that used to have to go and do the Finnish national service back in the day. And they they were they were you know little little chubby doughy motherfuckers, but by the time they came out with the two years or whatever the fucking done, they were pretty fucking you know they were carved out of wood. So definitely get some fins on your side would be my advice. Um, that that seems to be a, a good a good rule to uh, live by. But um, that that's that's a very deep question and, and one that veers towards some awkward territory. obviously fucking Alexi Beal just get caught marshaled straight out of the Finnish army immediately. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah, he? of course. Yeah, exactly. For for not shooting dissenters. Uh right, but pounder four twenty. Has there ever been an esports org that was a greater display of incompetence and mismanagement than Echo Fox? Almost certainly because what you have to what you have to remember. There'll be ones that didn't even get as big, of course. Yeah, that's the thing, because there's esports organizations out there like denial, you know, that fucking 
didn't even have the investment or the money. And like, I would say you have to do this. Like, the only way you can, like, because here's the thing his premise has like a basis, but you have to explain it like this. Dollar yeah. for dollar, it might be one of the worst esports orgs ever run. Like, if yeah. you look at how much yeah, 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 they yeah, had yeah, yeah, and yeah. how much potential, and even some of the players at certain times they did have signed, they didn't get very much out of it. I would agree with that. And if you just look at where the valuation ended up and where it's come to now, yeah, it, it's had a pretty crazy story. Yeah, and, and you know, then you get into the UK stuff. Me and Sam still haven't done this video about choke gaming, which is still one of the most hilarious things ever. I, I've got to do it. like we got Because we had SEO on for the No Majors Club. we got to just do this video, Sam. Because this was literally where they went, yeah, we've got a team house for you. And it was like a two-bedroom fucking flat. <laughs> like, it was like a two-bedroom flat in some shithole part of Britain with, like, terrible internet. And you're just like, this can't be fucking real. And then the guy, like, the guy goes to an event and he gets in a fucking fist fight. So the whole thing's just a fucking nightmare. No one gets paid. We've been threatening to do that video for ages. Like, we just got to do it because it's so funny. But there's a special kind of incompetence with UK organ organizations, like, you know, CAS Esports and stuff like this. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of, like, yeah, wasted potential, Echo Fox would definitely be right up there for sure. Um, because that had recognize that had brand power brand strength that could have it been the Rick biggest Fox's, biggest yeah. brand in esports if it played it right yeah totally and un unfortunately there was just lots of stuff going on behind the scenes that were hampering that and i and i think as well you know listen I, um, a lot of people think that i give rick a pass on this you know he probably needed and I've said I've said this to him because that was depth on me to know he's doing an esports business well yeah he needed to appoint esports savvy managers a lot quicker than what he did um it, you know if they ever had any i'll also say as well because another problem i've noticed myself listen one of my friends monte cristo himself owned a team and had some problems with how the team mm. was running i'll tell you a problem yeah. a lot of people in esports run into which is like so you want them to delegate you want them to say i don't know anything about this business i haven't run a business like this before i've run it before the problem is where is their skill to even know who to delegate to? That's the number one problem I notice they run into. So what tends to happen, and I'll speak from personal experience here, is with my mate Monte Cristo, his biggest problem was he assessed his business partner based on things of like, how did his personal conversations go? Did he like this person? Did he trust them? Like, unfortunately, those aren't necessarily the best metrics to pick someone to run your business. Like, you'd probably, in an ideal world, want, like, past business experience, the guy's done the job, you know. But unfortunately, like, that's part of the problem is it, it's well, well and good to tell them, like, delegate to someone to run your business. But then who does that job in esports? There's not many people at the moment have the qualifications. So it's easy, as Rick did, to pick the wrong person or the wrong people and then have them fuck it up a bunch of times. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, you know, like uh, the bringing in Jace Hall and stuff, you know, like external people and then having them like basically try and run an esports org was like, you know, you can't do it. This is the one thing I, that pisses me off about anybody that's coming into the space. If you don't respect the endemic expertise, you do deserve to fail. Um, and you almost and certainly will. Yeah. And you almost certainly will because you, you cannot be prepared for what esports is like as a business where entire life cycles of games can be here today and gone tomorrow. You need to have a plan in place to act, to take advantage of like fads and trends, but also with the contextual understanding that's probably what they are. So don't overinvest. Make sure you get yours. You have to know which esports are going to get you a good return. You have to know which players have history that's going to potentially damage some of the sponsorship arrangements. Like, again, I love the guy. I have him on fucking NMC all the time. Yeah, I do consider him a friend. Um, but I'll, I'll never give him a pass for some of the stuff he's done, but it was like when they appointed Moore as like a GM, 
it's like like guys like Rick Fox is all, meant to be all about like you know integrity and let's do things the right way, and it's like Moore's they about making money. Through, did they? Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and 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 equally as well, like Moore's never talked about it on stream. It does sound like he got a fucking um, he got a pretty raw deal. Actually, I don't think they treated him particularly well while he was doing that, and it did have a negative impact on some of the stuff. Like for example, when we had Echo Fox on, this is when we were still getting your paperwork in E League. We were like, well, we can't have more sat there talking about Echo Fox because you, you know sure. what I mean. So he loses a week of work for something that I don't even think he ever got paid for. I don't even think he ever made any money off that. So it was like I don't don't even know what the fuck was going on there. Um, so so like just weird things like that 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 somebody endemic to the space would have been able to negotiate you through. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a very good shout. Uh, Nemesis asks, "Do you think female pros will reach tier one CS to compete in a reasonable time frame? Is the all female rosters and tournaments holding them back, or is there prejudice somewhere preventing development? Surely, after twenty years of CS, we should have seen a few individuals." So, I mean, first of all, like this topic's been done to death. So, no disrespect to your question, but Duncan's done many, many videos on it, interviewed many, many people. I've covered the topic. My opinions evolved over time on this issue um where i think you have to have all female tournaments because there is a very clear barrier to entry and you've got to have spaces where women can feel comfortable playing and doing things but equally as well the aspiration should always be that yes we do indeed have this scene where everybody can all get mixed up and i think we're working towards it and i think we see i think we're seeing players you know be brought in in fact just the other day um you know, Greyhound uh, played in a tournament and they used uh, a stand-in for Dick Stacey, uh, a player called uh, White Girl Wasted, I think it was. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't have known any difference. She was at the bottom of the scoreboard, but they still won. That's pretty much what they do with Dick Stacey anyway. If anything, they should probably look at that data and think, well, all the fucking publicity we're going to get if we have if we have somebody come in um, compared to all the negative publicity we get because Dick Stacey's a fucking child um, trying to slip drawings of knobs into a video game, they should probably, um, you know, they should probably think about making it a permanent move, honestly. So, so look, these things are definitely out there and they're definitely happening. And, I, and I've said it, I think you're going to see um, top top women players in in mixed teams that might not be at the very pinnacle of the scene but are going to be relatively competitive and i think you're going to see that in the next year or two frankly i don't think this is some ancient thing and there's too many factors to say oh well you know there's too many factors to say oh well it hasn't happened in 20 years so what that, that proves that it's not going to happen because like there's there's too many fucking mitigating circumstances and factors for that so so go watch some of Duncan's videos about it. Go watch my interview with Miss Harvey on the Deserto channel. There's lots of good stuff out there that's very interesting and kind of will help you, I think, get to the position that me and Duncan are both at now. Uh, Mike Feedme asks, how in fuck have Heroic done Na'Vi 2-0? And what are your predictions for how Star Series will play out? So obviously we'll talk about Star Series in more uh, detail. But since you are a patron and you are asking a question... Um, about uh, about what our predictions are so let's just take a look at the teams that are kind of um left in it right so we've got what vitality yep uh Ren renegades is still in it yep. Fan fanatic they're still in it but they're in the and be on fanatic. that's all group here yeah right and then the other teams are nip g2 furia and evil geniuses um, I think the first thing just to say is like I think NIP have like really fucking um overperformed. Sure. Um 
And uh, oh, so that your I think it was the wrong way around in your question. You you asked well, how did heroic do Navi two zero? Well, I can definitely answer that question because I, I I saw the uh, Navi games. Guardian is having a terrible time of it since he's gotten a Navi. In fact, the the two notable series they've lost since he got since he's joined the team, it's pretty much been on him solely, um, having like zero impact statistically. Um, and there's no getting away from Which that. Which is unfortunate because everyone else in the team is doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and as I like. predicted right here on this podcast, I said, Flamey's the player that goes to the next level in the absence of Zeus. That's absolutely been bore out and, and has happened. You know, Simple's not playing God God tier anymore. Like, in fact, actually, if you look at the stats for this tournament, I don't, even think, he's in the, yeah, I don't even think he's in the top five. Oh, players um yeah uh which you know is to be expected nobody could have been god tier forever but it's fine because electronics there he's yep. doing it flamey's picking up the game you know uh this this um uh boomich um in-game leadership role he's definitely producing more than zeus and everyone seems really happy with him as an in-game leader unfortunately the difference maker in these series which are very close series we're talking 16 14 16 13 at worst 16 10 maps if your opera is absolutely missing in these games to the point where he's posting like 12 kills that 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 fucks you it fucks you financially it fucks you in terms of production um and yeah guardian for me hasn't been good enough since he got there um and honestly, I think if I was Na'Vi, I don't know if they signed him on a long-term contract or a six-month or a one-year thing. I think they need to have a strategy in place um, to get another uh, CIS region AWP or another top-tier AWP or somebody. Because right now, to put it in context, right, I wouldn't say, like, Jame is blowing the fucking roof off with his performances. But statistically, he's actually one of the best AWPers in, in, in Europe. Just in You know, there's a lot of mitigating circumstances sure. around that. But just in terms of always having the AWP, always getting, you know, there's so many exit frags that he pads his stats with. But, you know, in terms, you know, he, he has to be a viable uh, alternative that they need to look at. Um, and him, him on Na'Vi would be good. You know, I kind of feel that, like, if you went out and got Oscar, as I've always said, Oscar's a basket case. But right now, he's definitely a better player than Guardian. There's just no doubt about that. Statistics will show you that. So there's 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 got to be options out there. And Na'Vi, I think, at this stage, need to probably start accepting that the great Guardian return isn't going to deliver. You know, it might, it might be too early. It might be premature. But but I think but he's been missing in too many series now. And they're going out of tournaments because of him. Yes. So I think that's something about to, to bring up about Na'Vi. My predictions, though? Um <sighs> Really tough. Um, Fnatic are in the lower bracket. I think NIP have definitely overproduced here, and it's all been predicated on Forrest. Like, if you looked at what Forrest did, he's, like, the second best player at this tournament after Zewu with, like, a 1.62 HLT. There's no way that holds. Yeah, <laughs> no I way. mean, like, there's just no way. I mean, it's insane that, again... That would be historic himself. if he ends anywhere close to that, bro. Oh, that dude, it, 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 no it proves what we all know about him. That, first of all, all the people who are saying you need to drop... Forest and get right from NIP. Forest's washed up all this. You were, you were idiots. He's old. He still remains the veteran that has aged the best, I would say, um, out of all of the greats in, in, in CSGO that had the 1.6 legacies. I think he's like the best veteran, you know, right now. Certainly after, you know, stuff like Neo, just awful. It's not even a conversation. Um, but yeah, I don't think Nip can go much further. I kind of feel they've really overproduced. Uh, with this lineup vitality need to win they need to go deep they've got renegades that should be fodder i think evil geniuses will beat furrier in the bottom um even though eg's in the lo loser bracket at the moment yeah. like they've got a they're very dangerous still yeah 
Because remember, it's a double limb actual playoff bracket as well, so they've got a lot of chances to come through. I mean, special shout out has to go to the G two lineup. Yes, they clearly they're the dark horse for to win yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, put it this way: I could probably, left? yeah, I could probably see something like a G two Fnatic final or a, or a G two Vitality final. And then, to me, the obvious favourites, no matter what the position is, is Vitality and EG just based on who's left. But then after that, yeah, G two's the team who G two and Fnatic are the ones who have potential to do like a big upset somehow and maybe win it out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, Alice the Alchemist, with all the skills that you guys have gained in your lifetime, not just through esports, but in general through your experiences and training, is there a field that you have had to give up for esports that, in your opinion, uh, would have been a better one in hindsight? I should have definitely gone and done law. Uh, I'll say that right now. I, I, I read a lot of legal I actually documents. think, by the way, I even think it's one of those things where, because this is the real, I'll tell you everyone, the real problem in life with trying to choose your field is... Mm. Right, obviously, the, the simple cliched advice is pick something you love to do, right? Well, the problem yeah. with that is it is just shit cliched advice because you can't know before you did it if you love it. I even tell people this. Mm -hmm. A reason why you can't just tell someone, like, find your passion and follow it is because it won't really be your passion when you begin it. Like, I even think one element of doing something is it doesn't get super, super fun until you get really good at doing it because then, obviously, the yeah. whole, like, this opens up, doesn't it? You, what, what's then possible within that field is, is incredible. So mm -hmm. in the same way as you're going to have to put in a few years learning a guitar, an instrument, before you even know if you have any aptitude for music the real problem is you need to pick a field which you can't know it yet but three years from now you're going to be loving whatever you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis mm. so the funny thing is when you initially said that you wanted to be a lawyer my initial thought was like that sounds shit because to me that sounds boring but actually i can sort of see why you would enjoy that though like you yeah. there's lots and lots of room to establish different precedents and argue a case that hasn't yet been done research gives you a massive edge on people like there's actually there's all established rules people can't just make up some nonsense and go actually you lose to this like no there's actually a yeah. lot of things i could see you'd appreciate about that field no well the thing the thing was like um when i when i was like uh at uni you know, like I, I was a bit of a fucking, I was a fucking idiot because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Because I originally, like, I bought in. You know, I had so many people like hammering it into my life that I was like human shit. You know, like my own family. You know, my, my teachers. Um, you know, for Reddit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is what I mean. It's like this stuff, sure. like fucking, yeah, what, like whatever. You know. No, like, I. By the way, I definitely wonder myself about some of these Americans when I hear them talk about the modern world. It's like in, until you've actually just had teachers just tell you to your face, mm -hmm. one on one, with no one else there, like you will never succeed. You will fail in yeah. everything in life, and I basically hate you. Like you don't know what life's like, boys. You haven't played life on hard mode in any way. No, no. But this is what I mean. I mean, I, I had that as well. So the, the school I went to, because they knew my dad was like in prison so they were like oh, i bet they were cunty as a result right yeah of course like because it was like you know I, the assumption I, is you're I, gonna follow in their footsteps right yeah I, I didn't belong i was like you know i was i was raised by a single parent mother you know dad's banged up so the kid's obviously gonna be a bad seed right so teachers used to fucking ride me and then when they saw i was like smart but i just didn't really give a fuck that was that was even worse it was even worse than being oh like they hate a, that the most yeah so i had a ton of teachers that like, give me a hard time like the even when i did my a levels the head of the fucking college literally told me I got straight A's, right? Straight fucking A's, no revision, straight A's. Like did it in my fucking sleep, and um, she basically predicted me in my because they do this system where they they say what they think you're gonna achieve, yeah, and that's what they send out to university so you can get university placement. So she said, um, she my predicted grades were all D's and E's, 
And I said, like, on what basis when I've just got fucking straight A's? And she's like, your type of scum always fails. Sound. She literally Fuck said this. Now. Literally, this is no joke. She said that, that this is absolutely true. She fucking literally <laughs> said to my face, "There were two. There, there were too many. You know, like a seventeen-year-old kid. Um, there are too many fail safes in place to ever allow you to succeed. So that was like an out. Those straight A's were a fucking aberration. So that was. So that limited what universities I could go to. And I started to think, like, oh wait, yeah, the system is fucking rigged against people like me. It's just like what you read about. Yep." the system's rigged so I, I i wanted to go in the military i had a lot of friends joining the military because i was from a poor neighborhood and that's what i did i trained up and then i failed a medical and basically i was like so i couldn't go in the marines um but then basically i was told like oh but you you passed the criteria to join the infantry i could have gone into the green howards or whatever it was which i had uncles in there so it would have been like a legacy thing uh and they basically said like you know, um, if you do, you get posted in Ireland once you've done basic training. Of course, everyone was getting blown up with fucking car bombs and stuff. You're not even shooting, motherfuckers. You're just getting, you're just out on a street and you just get blown up by a nail bomb. And I was like, you know what? I don't really fancy that. So I had to go to some garbage fucking university. And then I thought, well, you know, what I'll do is I'll, I'll like, I'll study philosophy. I don't even know why. I thought that was going to fucking make everything good. So I threw all my energy and effort and my best years into absolute trash. Um, and then I switched and did journalism. I knew I wanted to, the reason I didn't pick law then was because it was like seven years of school. Yeah, I, I was already I was, a very, very hard thing to study as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was already coming unstitched by that point, you know, like, I, I, like by 18, I'd already been in fucking rehab. So I was like, you know, I don't know if I can handle seven years. I'll probably blow my motherfucking brains out. So I just did, I just did a journalism degree and uh went on to do journalism uh, but not even the kind of journalism i ever wanted to do frankly because you'll it wasn't appreciate be... this by the way because yeah. i've just realized as i was thinking about what my answer would be that it, there's actually like a, a punchline to this story which is quite depressing in a way because the field i've often told this story the only thing aside from originally it was going to be computer programmer because i thought that was a way to express creativity or whatever didn't know i'd be a writer obviously but the only thing i ever wanted to do in life aside from programmer was to be a comic book writer to be an actual guy who wrote the scripts right it was something i, I admired yeah. the people who were the best at that field more and thought yeah, i had Garth, good taste yeah, you know Garth and hope you could develop Warren it over time and the real problem is this I always kept that in the back of my mind when esports was going for the first, say, 10 years. So what I thought to myself was, maybe one day I'll pick this up again. Maybe it'll be something I'll do part-time and see if I ever go it. The irony is this, right? In theory, esports getting big should make it more likely I could one day actually do a comic book, right, Rich? Right? What if esports ever got big and they did yeah. a crossover? The reason yeah. I say it ironic is because it's actually now less likely I will ever be able to write for any major comic book creation, despite the fact never having even expressed any opinions about their field. But just based on politics, yes, politics yet again, fucking up stuff that has nothing to do with politics, sadly. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, I don't know. I think I think what you have to do is, like, to, to a certain degree, I think some players have the right idea. Like, for me, I'm still thinking about, like, what I'm going to do next. Like, I don't consider esports the the destination you know i don't consider it the final destination i just can't leave because it's sort of too comfortable and lucrative and the state that's quite an interesting time period at the moment yeah and obviously i've mind fucked myself into thinking that like if i'm not around the whole thing will implode and of course it won't everyone will just make more money that's all that'll really happen so it's like you know, no but to some degree i know what you mean like there's times yeah. where but like people will think i'm exaggerating when i say this but there's mm. actually times when i see stuff that 
I just think, well, no one else is going to fucking tweet the actual opinion I have on this topic. So it's just better than me, hadn't it? Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just times where it's like, I, it's like, it's not like I want to jump in at every beef, but I just do get annoyed by certain opinions never being represented. Uh, Detlef Insomniac asks, uh, who's your favorite comic book character? All um, right. Okay. This is a real tough one because um, there's so fucking many great ones. And I always like want to fucking, because obviously everybody likes the classics. That's why they're classics. So you always want to represent somebody that like maybe people don't like so much, like fucking Booster Gold or something, right? Like, because his story's fucking straight fucking fire. And there was some. <laughs> just rich. Right? Yeah, that's not it. yeah, no, but that's the whole thing. Like, just a fucking time traveler who abuses time travel and then gets guilty. Oh, it's the most it, petty like. reason as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's just fucking it? sick. It's just a great comic. But I like it, that and, yeah, hand, hands down for me, um, if you're talking like mainstream, like mainstream stuff, um, it's probably like uh, Punisher blew my mind when I was a kid. I, I, I got hold of the Punisher comics in like 88, I want to say, uh, when they first got transferred over to, to UK. And they, you know, that crossover with Daredevil, where they were, Daredevil was fucking trying to get the fucking drug dealers that were selling the bad fucking crack and the angel dust of the kids. Punisher just wanted to straight kill them motherfuckers, like, you know, and those two having a battle. Um, that was sick. What was that called? Was that like Blind Justice or something that crossover? I can't remember. But uh, anyway, um, so if you, if you want to go like Marvel mainstream shit, definitely the Punisher. It was just like, there was just nothing like that. It was just nothing like a guy who's so fucking mentally damaged. He just wants to kill all the criminals. Like, it was always like, you know, every other comic you would pick up, they would always be like, no, but he could be saved. No, yes, Eric. Basically, yeah, every know, other character's like fucking Professor X. Like, no, it's the wrong yeah. move. We can save him still. Like, no matter what's happened to him as well. Like, well, imagine, imagine I always being, used like... to think, by the way, that aspect did beg a belief. The idea that the Professor yeah. X character is just constantly berating his friend, whose family literally were killed by the Nazis, <laughs> and going like, "Why are you going so mad about? Why are you mouthing about all this? <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. fucking calm down. Like, yeah, he yeah, has got the best down. reason ever to not calm down." <laughs> yeah, but like, um, <laughs> give me a yeah, break. The, the... The, the Punisher was like mind blowing, like when I was like, you know, fucking six or whatever. Like, it, there was a there's a scene in it where he's in, he gets put in prison. It's where he's he fights Jigsaw for the first time, and it like it just shows you how he makes a silencer out of fucking uh, a glass bottle, and it like literally just tells you how to murder someone real discreet. I'm like, this is fucking insane. What's this? Uh, so that if you're mainstream, and then Spider Jerusalem from Trans Metropolitan. Um, if uh, if you're a journalist, it's just the ultimate character in it. Well, yeah, because it was just like, basically, it was like Hunter S. Thompson cranked yeah. up to fucking a thousand and then just dropped in the future. So, I mean, like, the sad, the sad thing is, I think, you know, everyone wants to be Hunter S. Thompson. If you go too far, you just end up like Spider Jerusalem, just an absolute fucking parody. So, so the, one, one of those two, I think. Yeah, I'll do a similar take, because like, I, I agree with you. There's basically like a mainstream and a less mainstream version. So the mainstream version, very, very famous one, just Superman, just being always one that I always fucked with, always thought like the premise was an interesting one. Not least because, by the way, I mean, I know people, every fucking first year like uni student thinks it's some sort of genius take to imply maybe Superman has some connection to the mythos of Jesus. That's actually the most level one fucking take on the character ever, and is yeah. also clearly one of the reasons why it is a character that has like emphasis behind it and interest. Well, well it's it, it's, it's, the 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 original writers were like 
it, it was Moses, right? I mean, it was biblical, like very deliberately. Yes. So it was, it the was premise the, is just, I mean, they were Jewish. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Copied yeah. The, so the story, yeah, Moses, clearly. Moses took, freed the fucking Israelites. Exactly, it's a good, clever yeah. premise. Yeah. And I'll say it as a, as a less mainstream one. Um, maybe John Constantine. I think that's a pretty classic character because there's one where like, it's just a brilliant character like it's actually his yeah. character flaws and his strengths that are most interesting it's actually one of the ones where it's less about the plot it's more about the person so if you yeah. just ever read that story i mean everyone might know it now because they made a tv show of it it's basically hell hellblazer that's just a brilliant character if you like that character you can what you can read like a million comics of him it just stands up yeah it does it's a fucking good comic good show right let's wrap it up then so uh it's been another episode by the numbers uh thanks for joining us this week of course uh, shout out to our sponsors rivalry.com be sure to go over and support them uh go follow the youtube channels if you want more content uh, relating to cs from me um and from fanatic and from our friend flusher uh go check it out uh a shout out as well to our uh, patrons that obviously brought the show back from the dead our hundred dollar patrons jerky's minion detlef insomniac rick of the gun steam alice the alchemist and justin zapanski and our 50 dollar patrons benakagi assassin but pounder 420 carve colin penny daniel sellers madsen marcus kiumpa mike feemi nemesis sad some made raisins tc owens tobias bernasconi and watch doge remember chip in 50 dollars or more for the podcast you get to ask a question like that one can be about anything and uh, you can shape the show so thanks a lot for tuning in shout out to everybody and um, yep we're gonna wrap it up there and i'll hopefully see you next week until then take care of yourselves